What is up, guys? What's happening? What's up, fellas? Oh, now we got dance. Foster doing the dance. <laughs> no, I, was... I, knew you, I knew you guys were missing the dance, damn it. Oh, I'm going to work on that. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Guys, before, I want to say thank you for joining us again on this Thursday night. And before we get started, I want to remind you that we are now brought to you by BetUS. Go check out BetUS, every sports better's favorite sports book. They have a bunch of great perks as well as exceptional service. Use the link in the description as well as that link right there. bit.ly slash bearscountrypodcast or dash BetUS and get 125% sign-up bonus. Place your sports bets with BetUS. I'm getting better with that. I know this, the football season's over, um, but you can still use BetUS for other bets. So, um, And PJ? And if you're going to bet, please bet responsibly, as always. Yes, sir. Uh, guys, I want to take a moment to uh, address what happened last week. It's going to be brief here. I just want to say that on behalf of myself, that I, I'm sorry for leaving the show early, but I figured it was best that I would leave the show as opposed to saying something that would be out of character and not representative of BCP. I never want to uh, make BCP one where we're talking negative to the chat. I guess what got me upset last week is the fact that I've, given my history being a black man in America, there are certain things that We've always been described, or you hear described through the years, because I've been a Bears fan since 1968. Uh, I've always heard a narrative about black quarterbacks being athletic. So when I keep on hearing that nar narrative being preached, it kind of rubs me the wrong way. And it's not about me just justifying Justin Fields, per se, because truth of the matter is Justin Fields, as well as Caleb Williams, are both black. So it's not black or white issue, but just to describe a quarterback as just being athletic and not necessarily good kind of rubs me the wrong way. So I would rather from here on out, I'm not even going to address the uh, topic of Justin Fields versus Caleb Williams. That's a mute point until after the draft. But as far as my actions about taking myself off the show, that's why I did it. So moving forward, I'm done with that topic. EJ. Thank you for that, that your description of that. We all fully understand. And I want to let you know um, that that kind of shit is not going to be accepted on this show. I, I have had it with this. It's not a fucking cult, people. People are fans. We all have opinions. This would be like anybody that didn't like Walter Payton talking crap about Walter Payton. And, and trying to make narratives against somebody. These are just players. Everyone here on this show has opinions. And we all love the Bears. And we can like or dislike the players that are on this team. But to for some of the narrative that I've seen going around the internet and podcasters and people in chat, it's like they're trolls. It's like they're trying to create... A, um, a, 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 a an infighting amongst this community of fans because the Bears community of fans is the greatest. There are, we have the most podcasts. So the, BCP, we are not, we are no longer going to allow the narrative 
to be spoken in our chat. If the next person that's fucking says Justin sexuals in this chat is out of here. I, I, I knew I was going to have a problem tonight because I'm not using my my. Uh, See what happens when you uh, say Justin sexual. Even this, even the host get put taken out. Yeah, even the host does. My damn cameras give me issues. Seriously, I, I, I'm done with that narrative. You can like Justin Fields. You can like Caleb Williams. You can like David Montgomery. You can like just uh, you know Herbert. You can like an, uh, a a running back coming out of this draft. But to 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 put the narrative in, into something so disgusting, I'm sick and tired of it, and I I I no longer want it on this channel. It has affected one of our members on this channel. So, you know who you are. You're allowed to have your opinions, but when you start getting disgusting on here, you are no longer allowed in this chat. So, and and that's for the simple fact that we're not gonna we're not gonna go back and forth with you, just like DJ said. We're not here to do that. We're here to all have a good time and, and, and talk about the team that we love. And these are all just opinions for crying Absolutely. out loud. Absolutely. Okay. That being and, said. And one more thing, Dan, that's just people trying to get a rise out of people. That's what it is. And it's sad. It's a sad way to be in the chat. Yes. Doug, very well said, Chips Ahoy, boy. Very well said, Chips. And Doug, thank you. And I appreciate um, your heartfelt um, reaching out to me. So, and I'm glad that I just read that right before the show too. So that, that, uh, that means a lot, Doug. Thank you. My damn camera. So without further ado, let's uh, acknowledge the guys in the chat. We have Doug Van Dorn, Cliff Victoria, Linda Foster, Chips Ahoy Boy, uh, Tony Moy, Mr. Mayhem, Charles Johnson, Evie, sorry, here we go. And Bernie, good That's to see funny. you. Good to see all of you guys in the chat. Thank you for joining us tonight. Excellent to see all of you again. Thank you very much, Hair Bear. Great to see you. Thanks for joining us tonight. Um, guys, before we get into it, I want to just go around the table and say, uh, Chips, thanks for coming back on again. I know that you wanted to to join us kind of after what happened at the last at the end of the last show. So I'm glad to have you back. Thanks for having me on, as always, man. I appreciate it. Walter and Foster, how are you guys doing this Thursday evening? I'm doing good. Sitting in the chair, man. I made it. Another week. (laughs) Sitting in the chair, man. (laughs) James Ford, Hair Bear, thanks for joining us, guys. It's so wonderful to see you you all again in chat. We appreciate you. Vernon, great to see you again, my friend. I'm sure Cliff, Burn. hopefully Cliff Victoria is doing okay. He's usually here by now. Oh, he's Cliff. Cliff he's here. here. Yeah, he's is he? Oh, okay. Here. Oh, sorry. What's up, Cliff? He's always here, heavy, man, somewhere. Heavy bear down, he's Davis. Right. Yeah, I want to get into Mongo. Uh, now that uh, Evie's bringing it up, um, prayers go out to Mongo McMichael and his family. Um, I know this has been a rough, 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 rough going for a true legend of the bears who has finally deservedly made it to the hall of fame. Uh, I'm so, I feel so much better as a bears fan, knowing that he knows it. Um, and 
it's come out today that he is in the emergency room with um, pneumonia. So uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to Mongo Mick Michael and his family. Yes. It, it, it goes to show you what's really important, man. That people are even doing, you know, willing to to reach out. Circumstances. Yeah. yeah. Important things, man. Absolutely. Some sometimes, sometimes all you can do for somebody is be there and, and you know throw up a prayer, just mm -hmm. have them in your thoughts. At, at yes. least, at least we're evolved enough to do that. You know. Mm -hmm. so, Mongo's sisters on. Uh, Twitter. I'm gonna I I you know X just sounds gross. It's just some <laughs> how about X you know, it, how about X yeah. Twitter? Yeah, it's I I'm it's it's Twitter to me. So Mongo's sister, yeah. Miss McMichael, is on Twitter and she is she's a wonderful, wonderful woman and um she responds to just about everything I've ever said on there and yep. in response to her and she she's wonderful. So um it just goes to show like you know, she doesn't have to do that kind of thing. So just a great family and man, it just sucks. She's been out there pounding Twitter for the last year, man. I, I, I see it. I, I speak to her. Um, mm -hmm. What's up, Illinois Jones? I hope things work out for him. Plank. That'll take care of it. So mm -hmm. Plankster. What's up, Plank? Bear down, buddy. No Plankster. I like that, Evie. Yeah. No Plankster. <laughs> I, I was wondering that for like a year, dude. I think you stole it from me, Evie. No Plankster. <laughs> Plank is, you did name that your handle after Doug Plank, right? I've always just assumed that. Just curious, unless... Unless that's his nickname or his, or his real uh, name, huh? yeah, actual real name. But um, we kind of saw this coming with the uh, the recent cuts today, huh? White hair Jackson. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. Let's go yes. around the horn about that. I want to know. I'm going to go last because I want to know your guys' thoughts on that. PJ, what do you think? About thoughts on it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you think it's good? Right? <laughs> well, it's a good I thing. Mean, you, you, you're talking about Jackson and. and uh, white hair specifically, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was time for both. Uh, I was I was wondering whether or not they was going to try to like redo one at least one of their contracts, and I'm wondering, are they both going to be post June first cuts where they can save you more more wonder? I mean money. So I'm wondering those two things. I would I would expect them to be. Aren't they actually cut, or that's just the announcement that they're going to be? Well, yeah, you know, with the post June first cuts, is you let them know that they're going to be cut, but they don't actually come off the books until after mm -hmm. June first. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they're that. By doing that, you can save I think a extra like ten million dollars or something like that. Hmm. Anybody else? Well, that's, that's exactly was my question. As, as soon as they mm -hmm. announced, as soon as I saw it on Twitter, uh, I don't know, one of the big three, man, Ian or Rappaport or one of those guys. When as soon as I saw it, my first question is, is how is how is this designated? Is this a post June first cut? Because that's 
it's more like seven or eight more million for our peach, something like something in that range. I don't know if it's ten, maybe, but I didn't think it was that high. But because um, that's that's more money toward free agency coming up here. So, and then Absolutely. then I'm like, also, well, what what would happen if they were to sign with the team before June first? So I, I don't really. That was my big question: is what is the actual designation? And I haven't even got nobody said it on Twitter yet. So um, that's that's my biggest thing. We all knew this was coming. Unless yeah. by some miracle they were going to restructure restructure Eddie's deal and make it feasible, we all knew White here was gone. We all had a good feeling, pretty sure feeling that um, can't even remember his name. He just said it. Eddie Jackson. Yeah, Jackson. Jackson. So it's you know, and, and now now there's they were already on my list, but there's two more voids. So hmm. so we're, we're we're getting we're digging in a little deeper now where we're going to need, but. My man Poles will take care of that, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Chips, what's your thoughts? You know, Jackson had that, what, that good 2018 year. Then he signs the deal and just really never lived up to it after that. Kind of disappointing because I, I was hoping for some good things, you know, but with, especially after that 2018 year. And then Cody White here. God, God bless him, man. I mean, all the different spots he had to play, guard, then go back to center, then go back to guard. Oh, hey, can you can you play center again? And for him to have the yips with the with the shotgun snap doesn't doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So maybe uh good on the Bears for for doing what they're doing soon so these guys can hop on to other teams rather than just you know. So maybe maybe new Change the, change the scenery for these two. We'll do we'll do do these guys some good. Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I was just doing some digging to see if there was anyone that had information on whether, you know, where the cut was designated. I mean, it looks like they might even be gone as of today based on um, you know how this works, but I mean who knows? It, it was it was it was overdue. Let's put it that way. Oh, they're actually it was off overdue. The team. I mean, Andy Jackson, like you said, was Yeah. Well, we know we know they're. They, so, we know yeah, they're like I said, I'm not sure. I, no one's saying yes or no. No when it is. It, that they were saying so it's yeah. basically Swifty covered it, but I don't. I didn't get to see the video. It was like two hours ago. I didn't get to see it. I know. They yeah, I saw it. the video. I mean, he he spoke but on it. Uh, say, go ahead, Peach. He spoke on it, and I know that. Uh, the the issue for me is whether or not it's one player or two players that can be designated. He said two, but I two. I was under the impression that it was one. It could be two now, but I thought it was one. I, I thought it was I thought it was two max, but maybe I'm off. But I thought it was two players that, that is the max that you can do post cut after June first without going into uh never mind, man. It's yeah, one, what, you, what you can actually do is you can say that they're gonna be post June first cuts. But you can cut them now so they can go find another team now. But they actually don't the money doesn't come off your books until yeah. June first. Then therefore you can Makes use sense. that money at that time to sign other players. So whatever yeah. money you're saving. Here's here's my only here's the the only thing that I obviously obviously we knew this was coming. And I'm I'm sick of seeing like you said, Chips, 
he he got that big payday after that big year and that's kind of what we see happen a lot we see players going into a contract year having their biggest season it just you can just count on it you know jalen johnson this year um so i was almost kind of hoping in, in in some way that they would have kept him kept jackson because he's going into a contract year and <laughs> what better time to get the best out of him again than this year with a team that is defensively going to be a lot better and was you know turning a corner at the end of the season then we end up uh, he he has a, another pro bowl year we let him go to some other team and sign a one or two year big contract and go play for a super bowl contender and we get a compensatory pick from it. But that's a lot of money, was that, though. Was that worth $16 million? Though? Yeah, that's what, that's a lot of money, man. But is it worth $16 million if we're getting seven picks and two return for a touchdown and, you know, he's he's balling out and he takes us to the championship game? But you also you know? got to take in consideration his uh, injury history. Would he even make it through the whole year? Well, I, I, w- I, would, I would bet against him not. Because it's a contract year again. Hey, I don't know that foot, man. He never had surgery on it. Yeah. To, to Shorty's um, credit there, I mean, it is kind of like this. There was the situation with Fletcher Cox back in 2022. I know the Eagles released him on uh, the 17th of March, I believe. And he was back on the team by the 31st on a, you know, a more team-friendly deal. So it could happen. It probably won't, but it has happened. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, Eddie, the player, if I'm being frank, I always had a problem with his lack of tackling or being physical. I mean, yeah, yeah, he was a ball hawk, but his tackling, I mean, I remember seeing an interview where he made the comment, oh, anybody can tackle. It's what makes you special is being able to get the interceptions. And I'm like, wait a minute, bro. If anybody can tackle, why aren't you doing it? Yeah, that's kind of what I meant to say that in my little rant about him there, too, because I'm, I'm sick of seeing him just trying to arm tackle guys. You know, it, it's like he just hasn't balled out since that year he balled out. And by balling out, if you're just going to just be running with the guy for 15 yards and trying to take the ball out, at least peanut punch it. At least ball out on it, dude. You know what I mean? He's just kind of running with everybody like, come on, I can get this ball. I can get this ball. I'm right. touch tackling's, tackling's still part of the game, right? Man, any <laughs> flag football yet? <laughs> Think about over the last couple seasons, how many times have we complained about his tackling? I'm just saying. Yeah. I, know we've, I know we've talked about it on this show during this season. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of times. People in chat saying, I'll help Jackson pack. <laughs> I get it. Oh. <laughs> I'll I'll uh, I'll I'll find his uh, his real estate agent to help him sell his house, right? God. And just when he looks like he's about to have another good season, he gets injured too. Well, that to happened last point. season. Yeah, that happened last season. I mean, he not this season, but last year, man, when he started looking better and then got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it's, that kind it's, of it's something we had to do, man. I mean, it was it, it's. Poles is still clearing things up, still clearing messes up from the pace thing. And it's not that he was not that 
that either one of them were a waste, uh, a mess, because Whitehair did give us some years of service, man. I mean, he, you know, but it's, yeah. you get to a certain point where you regress, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he'll he'll be determined and come back with some other team, man. But you the, don't know. The, the, the biggest issue I have with Jackson being released is when you really think about it, it's like I have heard interviews where they said Brisker said Jackson's being a tremendous help to him uh, while he's on the field, uh, telling him where to go, what to do. And then the two rookies last year, Stevenson as well as Smith, both saying during training camp, when they would come off the field, they'll go over to Jackson and uh, talk to him about what was going on out there. That's the biggest thing that I'm really going to miss, that influence right there. Better like, leadership. Yeah, I guess what I heard today that Eddie Jackson would host all these guys at his house for, like, dinners and whatnot. Wow, and okay. Johnson spoke very glowingly of him. He okay. said it was rough when his first when he was a rookie because he just signed his deal. But as he got to know him and they got to know each other, I guess they even started prayer groups. Wow. Practices and stuff. So, yeah, like you're, you're saying, there's just more than on-the-field stuff with Eddie Jackson with these guys. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm not saying that their foes is wrong in, in releasing him. I'm just saying that that may be the issue that may be the, the issue behind the scenes that we're not seeing. Yeah, yeah. Like, like like Vendor said, it's, it's purely business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just it, you know that the the veteran leadership is going to be missed for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. But I man, it's just if we could have just had twenty eighteen for just two more years. Yeah, you know he didn't have to do that every single year, but just one more, two more would have been nice for the contract, right? Yeah, and to uh, Chips Ahoy uh, point, it's like with, with white hair, it's like. He was moved around to where he could never really get settled into one position to where he could really thrive. So it's like we missed out on the opportunity there with him. I mean, I don't think he was anybody's center. I mean, his his snapping was just just awful. But yeah. if he could have settled in at guard and stayed there, I think he could have been a pro bowler at least. I agree, PJ. Well, he was. As a center, his rookie year. If I, I'm not mistaken, I think it was, he was his a pro year. bowler in the year that Trubisky was a pro bowler. Was it an alternate though? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was, yeah. but it was at at center though. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it was. He was playing center then for Trubisky, wasn't he? Yeah. 2018. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's it, we all were saying, yeah, what a good what a good draft pick, you know, yeah. for where we got him. He could be a good guard. And then they moved him to center because of a a need, and then he played really well. If they would have just left him there, maybe he yeah. would have gotten better at it. And then he, then they move him back. It's you know, it's I, I, it, it's kind of like Tevin Jenkins. This is yeah. starting to drive me nuts with Tevin Jenkins. Just keep him at right guard, damn it. Yeah, I think if you if you if you really guys remember, go back to when Whitehair was a rookie. When he was a rookie. Uh, Grasso got hurt, which opened up the uh, center position. Bears signed a guard slash center from Green Bay being Sutton. 
instead of moving Sutton to center, which I would have done, they moved White here to center and put Sutton at left guard. And I'm thinking in my head, well, if Sutton's only a stop stopgap, leave your left guard, who you drafted to be your left guard, leave him at left guard and let, let him grow. But no, they moved the rookie in at that center. And then he bounced from center to guard to center to guard. And yeah, that was bad. Foster, I love that Bears zip up you got going on there tonight, by the way. That is sweet. That is nice. That looks new. Uh, got it. Nineteen eighty. It's a year ago. No, this is something new. Yeah, we only had this. I like that. I gotta get. I gotta get me one of those, man. Dwayne, Dwayne, (coughs) Dwayne the Rock Johnson gave me this for my birthday last year. I bet he did. I yeah. Different. The original. The original man. The original Dwayne. (laughs) Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> okay. That's not the one you guys know. Oh, the original one. <laughs> this guy's like 20 years older than him. So, you know what, Dwayne Johnson? Yes. And, and, and they've been called, his, everybody in his family and friends have called him The Rock since about 1974. No shit. That's awesome. He was just a big, a big rock, dude. He was, he's still a big rock. He's like 270 pounds, man. They still call him Rock. <laughs> funny, it's funny. It was there long before anybody knew this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, that's pretty. That's pretty crazy that they called uh, Dwayne Johnson the Rock, and he's he's not. He's there's a different Dwayne Johnson. I wonder. I wonder how many times that's happened besides that one. I'm, I'm sure it's <laughs> happened, but I'm, that's just you know. But rock the Rock when the Rock was like a kid. This Payne Foster. <laughs> that's great guys let's get into bears free agents yeah i want to know who you guys in chat think what you guys think here on the panel who of these current free agents that the bears have on their team should be resigned starting with uh mr mr johnson himself with his contract year of interceptions. <laughs> well, turn for a touchdown. <laughs> if I'm going to go first, let me say I would resign him if the price is right. If the price is not right, I will tag him and then wait till next year to sign him after he doesn't have as many interceptions as he did this past year. Okay. I think that's that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. If I had to guess, there's other routes we can go with that too. Foster. Yeah, I I, I, I kind of agree with Pete on that. I mean, they'll have to work that one out. I I would I would hate for any reason to see him leave. For the fact of he he is now the old man on that defense. He's been here the longest. Once once that he's gone, he he is the veteran leadership on that team. He's been there, so. Uh, he'll figure it out, I would hope. And the fact that, that you know he'll be here, hopefully, and and Pige probably that's probably more like it. Um, only time's gonna tell. I was really looking at the hundred dollar rebate because I really need some damn tires. 
<laughs> That's classic Foster right there, I'm telling you. Bring JJ back, man. <laughs> I'm looking at that. I'm looking at that. Going, should I have this up right now? <laughs> hey man, you know, if I'm here, there could be a problem very easily. Take screenshots while we go. <laughs> trying to save some time. <laughs> Clock that one in. That's not even fucking what he's looking at. Fucking tires, and we're talking about Jalen Johnson. What the hell's the matter with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I have to remind myself. I can ask Walt. Hey, Walt, can you take screenshots of all of our current free agents? <laughs> I mean, I have the list right here. Hold on. Well, well, I list. I need advertisements, man. I need stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know we were a bit over the show, but I need some tires. I actually, I actually really do need new tires myself. I, mean, they're, I do too. They're like, there's not even a penny's worth in there. There's like, it's like the thickness of a penny left. Okay, there we go. Thank you. There you go. Thank you, Walt. <laughs> oh my goodness. We, we didn't get to Walter. Or oh, I love you guys, man. Down there about jail you, guys, you guys do this man. shit to me every week. I I am so dragged out and so tired. I am yawn. I can't barely keep my eyes awake, and I don't want to do the show. And then I get on here, and a couple of freaking laughs from you guys, and I'm right back in it. So thank you, Foster. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you uh, are you playing sawgrass, man, on the uh, golf pro? Les says he sees it in the corner, man. I I don't see it. I, that's a good game. Oh, no, it must have been up there before. It changed some of our weeds. I'm sitting in the Island Green at TH Sawgrass, the 17th hole. I know the one he's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. He's a a gamer. So we have have the list here. (laughs) Were you you done with Jalen, by the way? (laughs) How you not even uh, began? I forgot with the tire thing. <laughs> no, I'm good. That's why I said we haven't even heard uh, Walt or, or Chips Ahoy Boy on, on JJ. They want us to go back to the photo of JJ, man. See, somebody else needs tires too. I'm telling you. <laughs> Lance, Lance must need must need a set of four steel belted radios. He's looking at that hundred dollar rebate. <laughs> oh man. Uh, you, you really want the picture back, Les? Adam says discount tires used to have a deal that included a, a Tillman replica jersey. I wonder if they still got that. <laughs> I don't that's, know, but I'd take it. That's the next bear in the Hall of Fame. I hope so. I own the jersey, so I hope so. So what? What's your uh, back back to JJ? What are your thoughts? I mean, I think he's probably the only one I'd resign personally. You know, the tags of what eighteen million, give or take. I think market value sports track has him at sixteen and change. So you overpay a little bit if you tag him this year, but 
it, I guess it really depends. It's are we going to get the Jalen Johnson of this year or the Jalen Johnson of last year? Wait, a ten-year, hundred thousand mile powertrain, limited warranty? Are you guys <laughs> kidding? <laughs> No, I know what you're saying. Well, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, yeah. He he could be, um, someone that you want on this team for foreseeable future. Laz wants to go back to the photo. Here, let's 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 see, let's see. There you go, Laz. Did you forget what he looked like? <laughs> looked or did you want the tires? What was it? He looked at that Nexon tire. That's what it is. Yeah. What, else, what else do we have here? Oh, he wanted to see her. I got it. <laughs> the inadvertent commercials that play all of these stupid ads. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. This is that was just a, that was a fun uh, side note on all that. Uh, uh, Chips thoughts on Jalen Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to sign, but I'm thinking both sides are so far apart right now and what he's wanting, because he's wanting to be one of the highest paid corners in the league. I last heard something like $23 million a year he's asking for. But I think I'd like to see what? him sign. And like I said, I, I think they'll franchise him next year. But And then Walter brought up a good point. What Jalen Johnson are we getting? <laughs> uh is it is is this the Eddie Jackson version of 2018? Let's not forget he wasn't he wasn't intercepting Jordan Love at the end of the game when we needed it. He wasn't intercepting you know uh, the, the the top quarterbacks in the league when we needed him. He was intercepting the the bottom tier offenses and quarterbacks in the league, other than golf. Golf like he kind of he kind of owned Jared Goff a little bit, but. I mean, he he wasn't he was he had a career year against crappy offenses, and and quite frankly, if you want twenty three million dollars a year, you should be picking those balls off. It's the ones you haven't picked off that you that doesn't warrant that much money. Yep, no, good point. I agree, man. I was going to say that um, the Barroom Network the other night uh, out uh, the Dan and Eldo show they were talking about. Uh, the word in Pittsburgh is that Mike Tomlin wants Justin Fields in a trade. And I don't want to get into all that trade quarterback crap talk anymore. But just to say, like, if something like that did happen, then maybe I would then I think that would be one of the only reasons why I would resign like Jalen. Other than, a, a like you said, PJ to a, a franchise, you can franchise him for the next couple of years and just pay him top money and. You know, that way, you know, you're not going to lock yourself into some big Eddie Jackson contract and then not get the same production out of him. At least, you know, if you paid him 20 million dollars next year and he has the same year Eddie Jackson had the following year after that contract, then, you know, it's not worth it the next season. Right. But if it was 16 million dollars, 17 million a year and and you don't have that quarterback contract, then it might be worth you know, looking into as far as re-signing, but I think that that's the route that they should go is franchise them because you you have the money to do it right now, and then let's see where we are in a year. What do you guys think in chat? I want to know what your like assumptions are here. We got some comments from Doug. He's made some good points. 
We could also use a running back to replace Foreman on the roster and maybe a QB3 who's an upgrade over Peterman. Mm-hmm. What's, you know, there's, I'm surprised we even had a QB3 the last couple of years because Negi never had one. Oh, you got to have one these days. You have to. Well, it's yeah. easier now because you can pull them off the practice squad. Right. But is that worth, I don't know, how many times can you do that with Peterman? Quite frankly, I. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to see any more of Tiny Peterman on our. Yeah, I don't want to see him either. I'd I rather draft somebody else. But but let me uh, go back to uh, Jalen Johnson real quick. If I'm not mistaken, I mean, I, I heard Walt say that, you know, uh, the, the the franchise tag would be $18 million And Spot Track, I think he said, says he's worth about $16 million or so. I thought I heard somewhere this week that he was wanting like 23 million and if he's looking to get 23 million that's why i'm saying just go ahead and franchise tagging for that 18 million and then if he put up another great year okay now we can talk about paying him that much money if he's in worth it but to your point shorty i just i just wonder did he just have this great year being a contract year so no i'm not going to just rush to pay you 23 million per se now if it was 16 million oh yeah i'll sign him right now but mm -hmm. uh for 23 i would have to wait and see go look at anyone in the contract year on, look please. at the number there's cash you stingy bastard <laughs> hey i want to i want to get to what laz here said he says wani said again uh, said again tonight He'd put Stevenson at safety. Then we would need to sign JJ. Can I just, I'm kind of in a ripe mood tonight. So can I just say, who gives a shit what Dave Wansett has to say? Why is he in Chicago? Why is he in Chicago media? He won that, Super Bowls with Dallas. Is what Go. you said earlier. Is what you said earlier. We have All the right. biggest, we have the biggest podcast for any sports team out there is in Chicago. Uh -huh. So a whole lot of people want to find jobs in Chicago. Wani uh, came after Ditka uh, for me when I was a youngster, and I watched Wani destroy all of my hopes and dreams while also allowing the, the development of Brett Favre to murder us that entire tenure of his and then beyond. And we, we haven't looked back at quarterback since then. Wani has been, he's probably uh, my, my first or, or second most disliked head coach of all time. Don't forget the out of 10 times that play worked during practice. When he would say that. Yeah, and, and he always used to say from the standpoint when he was in the, in the, press conferences from the standpoint of uh running the ball from the standpoint of trying to get first downs from the stand from the standpoint from the standpoint it's like all i ever heard anymore was from the standpoint of out of his mouth from the standpoint of goes go win us some damn games <laughs> and i i know he had a good he people say his coaching staff was so stellar it well, he, it, it kind of was and you couldn't win games so, <laughs> get Go go back to Dallas and go be one of their media members because I don't what you say does not resonate. It bounces off the walls and it's a painful echo in my ear whenever you talk, Dave Wanstead. 
Yeah, he's on. He works for NBC Sports Chicago, and then he comes on the uh, AM six seventy to score. So yeah. that's why he's still here. Sh yeah. Doug Van Dorn saying, "Shorty, once that is a beloved old coach from around our great era. I agree with you on that. That's why he has the job. I agree, and I, and I also believe that's why what PJ said because it's the Chicago market. But just what has a sh where's where are the Dick Durans then? <laughs> well, what's we'll three season for crying out loud? He's a perennial loser who went to the playoffs once. He, well, he had he got the best quarterbacking season out of any quarterback in our history." And couldn't do jack shit with him. Go ahead. Well, look at uh, ESPN 1000, I think. They have Yurko on there. He played for the Green Bay Packers. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Yurko, here's the difference, though, guys. Here's well, difference. I like Yurko, though. Don't get me wrong. I like Yurko. Yurko is an Illinois yeah. guy, man. He's a, he, yeah. he was a Bears fan growing up. He's a Chicago right. guy. That's what I said. I like Wani's from, from Pennsylvania. Wani's from Pennsylvania. Yeah. So he's really, yep. I, I believe, I believe he does have family here in the Chicagoland area. I think he's got a, a couple nieces or a nephew. Grandson on some NBC Five thing where he was playing with his niece, or, or I'm sorry, his grandchildren. That's what it was. So he's got Somebody family here. But I'm talking about Wani. Wani. Wani's a yeah, Pennsylvania well. guy because. Just everybody's like, oh, good, we got a Pennsylvania guy in here. You get guys like Ditka and, and uh, some of the coaches that were coaching coaching the Steelers. A bunch of those guys are Pennsylvania guys. They're usually they're usually good football guys, and he just wasn't in my eyes. Wasn't for Jimmy. <laughs> know who Wanstead is? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, I, Wani has grown in my heart, kind of like what you're, like what you were saying, Doug. He's kind of just one of those old era coaches, and you know, he's kind of grown in my heart that way. But it just perplexes me that he has any ounce of anything worth to say that anyone gives a shit about in the city of Chicago. That would That's be like Chicago media right now, though. It'd be like John Fox, you know, being some big guy in the Chicago media. <laughs> They're going four and twelve. <laughs> well, uh, I, I think, uh, oh, <laughs> it's kind of the same thing you're getting with Wanstead, where he's like, like his, his weird beard that he, your mustache he always had. I don't know, talk about him. He's always like half fucked up on scotch. It's like, okay, I wonder why you couldn't win. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm in a he's in a weird mood tonight, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go back and tell us how you feel. Right. <laughs> All I, right. I'm, back to the, the back. Back to the list before we get in trouble. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Let's please. It's got to be the end of the show because the chat's already talking about food. By the way, it's it's not it's not because Dave once said kick me out of the locker room that day that I walked in with the press pass. It's not sure. because of that. Sure. <laughs> Guy. I was on my way out, by the way. I was like, well, there was a lot of dicks swinging in here. I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I see him like looking down at me. He was like eight feet tall. I'm 6'2". I was 6'2". <laughs> he was tall. I was like looking up at him. Like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Okay, so our next free agent that... Um, Let's move on to from the yeah, list here. We have Eddie Jackson is, is obviously gone now. 
Yannick Ngakwe is an interesting one. I don't want him back. Mm. I'll say this. Um, he would be my second choice for the price. You know who my you all you all know who my first choice is, so I don't even need to say it. But oh, for the for the price, he would be my second choice. Okay. I'm I'm gonna go last on all these measures, just so you know. So you're next, Foster. <laughs> crap, man. Uh in Gakway, no, I, I, I don't I don't see him coming back. I mean it would have to be a very team friendly deal. And the only way you do that is if if uh you're not gonna get you're not gonna get who you need in the draft or free agency otherwise. But I, I really I don't I don't see him coming back. I, I could go down the list. There's probably only one or two guys I'd even look at. So would it be safe to say Foster? Way, would it be safe to say, Foster, that you would look at him as a second wave free agent possible signing? Absolutely. And nothing more. Yep. You know, it's it, it could even be again because we're doing a lot of this because now, now with what we've done. I always say we need 10 more players, man. We need about 12 or 15. I'm being honest. You know, to to have to have the experience and to be a to, to be a backup and at that cost too. And not 10 million dollars a year, man. It just ain't cutting it. We're not that's there's nowhere near enough production to pay the man 10 million dollars a year. And so and that's what it's about. I'll I'll I'll, I'll piggyback production. off that, but it's my turn. But you're going last. I am going last. I'm waiting Walt. for everyone else. Walt, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> After last year, I probably wouldn't resign him. At least not for that money. He'd have to take it like a 50% pay cut, maybe. And then I would entertain it. But like DJ, you know, me and him are, are Chase Young boys all the way. So, yes. I don't see him leaving San Francisco, though. They can't afford it. Yeah, he, he uh, said he wanted to test free agency anyways at the at the trade deadline, and San Francisco can't afford him, like like DJ yeah. said. They're, I think they're already in the red anyways. Yeah, they can't afford him on a, on a rookie contract. He's not a rookie contract anymore. No, they they have a rookie quarterback contract with. They have so many players, though, uh, Shorty. Yeah, but they True. got some huge salaries, right, Peach? Yeah, and 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 the they, thing they with got a Chase lot Young, of money in that defense, and then look look at what they've spread around on the offense too. So, and because of Chase Young's history, uh, injury history and whatnot, I'm I'm thinking like what fifteen million per. I'm not now because Hunter. I mean, because you know there was talk about Hunter. I'm, I'm sorry, Walt, for t taking over real quick, but just to say Hunter, they talk about he may make about thirty million. If we're just basing it upon talent only, I think Hunter's a better player than Chase Young is right now. And that's what I'm saying. If we can get Chase Young for about 15, that's why I'm on board. That's the point I'm making. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like you were saying, PJ, uh, you're talking about San Francisco. I mean, they're paying $31 million to Trent Williams next year. That's most of the team. Yeah. 28 to Depot Samuels. Armistead's getting 28. So Jeez. they're, they're like uh, $11 million in the hole right now. See? And then they got to pay Ayuk. I think he's up. Yeah, I mean, his brother is going around saying, like, oh, you know, thank San Francisco. He's done. But, you know, we'll wait and see on that one. Yeah. See, they but, got so many players they got to pay, man. 
But, but even after Chase Young, you have guys like uh, Bryce Huff coming off the Jets. Yeah. And a few other young guys that could even jump in Gakwe in terms of, you know, what we need. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, honestly, I'd say go with the draft personally yeah. in, the, in, the, in that position. That's Double exactly dipper. it. Exactly it, man. He's going with the draft because he's already spent money on defensive end position. Don't see mm-hmm. him spending more there. Well, I mean, even if, you know, you get around, like I said at the Super Bowl, paying him or chasing him around 15, 16 million, I'd be fine with that. It's not, you know, it's not going to kill you. But... Right. Right. Chips Ahoy, what's your uh, what take did, on what did he do the last? What did he do the last five or six games, Chips? Chase Young, do you know? Uh, I know a few of those games. They were, uh, you know, picking and choosing when he was going to play. I, I'd, I'd go yep. through the draft. That's my point. Get another another edge rusher. I'd I'd kind of stay away from Chase Chase Young and play. Uh oh. Once a team deal. So wait I wait I, wait should I pull him? No, I'm not a big fan of Chase Young. So. Oh, that's it. You're out of here. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. Hey. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> trying to go. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I, I'm a fan of Chase Young, but I'm not sure, like, just how he can hold up with the with after that injury. But he, who knows? He could continue on his on the pace he was on before that injury. I don't know. He he looked pretty good in the Super Bowl to me. I mean, he had, he played all year this year, so yeah. yeah. I mean, the big question the question is, and I know Chips, you kind of alluded to this. You know, he started six games in Washington. He started no games in San Francisco. He played in them, but. You know, for some for whatever reason they decided not to start him. Boy, thank God we don't have like some excellent, you know, or some like eleventh pick in the draft defensive end on our team that you know everybody else loves for sake of being called names for loving Chase Young that much, guys. Jeez. So you're saying he did not start when he was in San Francisco? Yeah, so he he was in seven games, started six in Washington, and then he went to San Francisco, played nine games, didn't start any at all. Oh wow! Who did, who did they have starting? He hasn't. That I don't know. He didn't watch the because maybe Greenlaw. Because I thought the defensive ends for San Francisco were uh, Bosa, Young. Then coming off the bench was Gregory, and um. Was it Armstead or is he a, ta- a tackle? Uh, no, he was Armstead's a in the middle. Yeah, so he I thought was he, he was he was starting off the edge with Gregory coming in for him. Yeah, I thought it was uh, Greenlaw too was on there. Greenlaw, I thought Greenlaw. was the uh, outside linebacker with uh. uh Could be wrong on that one. Well, I, I know the the big thing prior to the Super Bowl was it was all over the place that he wasn't starting. Production's been down. Now is that is Great. that on purpose by San Francisco? I mean, I'm just awesome. saying. I think somebody even said it. I mean, you you don't know, you don't know, but I, I'm just I I would I would probably pass on him, man, because you've got medicals. Uh, uh, he's gonna want money, and if you just break down the production numbers, they they really finally have been there for what half a season and part of another season. I'm just saying, man. I'm just giving all the what's there. You can find all of everything I'm talking about. You can see it on 
just go look oh. up his stats and how many games played and how many games started because of the injuries. Well, I, mean, so just, I, just I, I don't see polls going that way either, man, because there's there's too much risk into it and too much money. Hmm. I mean, just to give you an idea of Poster in terms of like his playing time, he did about 770 snaps his rookie year when he won, uh, you know, defensive rookie of the year. So it was about 76, 77 yep. percent. I mean, he only did about 678 snaps for about 66 percent this year. And still managed the same sacks, yep. the number of sacks. His tackles were down, but he's still giving you about eight sacks with you know less time on the field. So I, I yeah. guess that's a plus. I, I, yeah, I guess it is. Now you know we didn't look, we didn't even discuss that. How about you, Yanni Nakwe, also... though, guys? <laughs> 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 yeah. I, we've, we've already done that experiment and it didn't work. I, I disagree. Even, even with sweat when his game picked up a little bit. I disagree that it didn't work because he had four sacks after they got sweat. Like, having right. the other guy on the opposite side of him did make a difference. So if they can get him on another one year $10 million deal, and he can stay healthy, which he hasn't been shown to be injury, you know, uh, okay. prone. It was just a what an ankle injury or something that took him out the last four games or something. Something broke, broke his ankle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I don't. I mean, he, yeah. He when he was the only guy on our team this past season, it, it, he wasn't spectacular. But when you saw him have help, and then you know, he, sweat made everyone better, he including. Sure Javon Dexter and uh, uh, name him. Interior interior defensive line was yep. better. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yannick had four sacks in what four games. So I, I don't I don't know. I mean, ten million again to see what they can get out of him. I think it's. Do you want to go thirty million with a Danielle Hunter? That's a lot of money, man. How about, how about Chase Young for uh, 11 million base <laughs> with heavily incentive uh, incentivized to get him up to possibly 18 if he meets all these incentives? I, I can go with that. For seven and a half sacks this year, coming back off that injury compared to the four with Yannick having one this year. Yeah. And do you, you pair him with Sweat again? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, they did pretty good. Wouldn't be a terrible move. I think you know you 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 could actually, you know, provide a lot of pressure that again to make our defensive backs look even better. Because mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, realistically, I don't think there that there's a defensive end that's, you know, a, a wow defensive end in this draft that they're going to get their hands on because they're going to be too focused on, on other things. So it's going to have to be the free agent route, right? Well, I think you do. I mean, with, that number, with that number nine, if you trade down, which you know you can, if you get your, if you get the right guy you want at number one spot, be it trade or whatever, uh, but then come to number nine, if you want to trade that down a little bit, you can still possibly get a Dallas uh, uh, Turner or Jared Verse, Chop Robinson, somebody like that. You can still get that. So. Uh, I'm thinking, I mean, there's nothing wrong with you can never have too many pass rushers. That's what I'm getting. At. So if you go with that's why that's why I say I wouldn't want to pay because we're paying uh 
sweat 24 million. So I'm not trying to pay Hunter 30 million. So I'm not trying to tie up all that money there. If I can find another defensive end that I can pay between 10 and 16 million or so, and then still draft one, we got three solid ones there by, by drafting one that we can then rotate and have a good rotation going with those guys. Yeah, I mean, like you were saying, PJ, we can use number nine and go for you know somebody there, or but there's at least four pass rushers, at least defensive ends, that are first round material. You know, you, you name Dallas Turner, and I'll get to Dallas Turner back. I'll circle back to Dallas Turner in a second. But you have uh, Latua, uh, Verse, Chop Robinson. Mm-hmm. Some people are saying Darius Robinson out of Missouri is like a yeah. borderline He's, second yeah. round, late first round talent. Yeah. You know, but, but I, I sat through and I watched like six or seven games of Dallas Turner's career over the last couple of days uh, from 2022 into 2023. And he looks good. I, I know Alabama had him play more outside linebacker role. Right. But if you watch him down in like the three-point stance or even sometimes lining up in the center, like in a more of a defensive tackle role, he's good. He's got a really good first step. Fast and he's off only, that ball. Yeah, he's only 22. Yes, fast off that ball. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to the next player on this list. Uh, Cody Whitehair's obviously gone. Justin Jones, interesting one. Uh, my take on him is a wait and see approach. I'll say I wouldn't sign him right away. Uh, I'm looking at, in my scenario, uh, that I think is very possible is if we making a certain trade with Washington and getting a player in that trade being a Jonathan Allen, we won't have the need for it, Justin Jones. Yes, that's very well said. Chips, you're next on the list here. I put myself at the bottom. Okay. Yeah. Um, piggybacking off of what PJ just said. I kind of like that. It's depending if they make a trade with uh, commanders, they could freaking pony up one of their their fat guys. So. <laughs> Just not impressed with Jones. Yeah, not very much myself either. I mean, he's okay. He's okay. Yeah, he's okay. He's about what we. We all, we, everyone thought that he would be. Right? <laughs> we all knew who he, who Justin Jones was, <laughs> and we signed him anyway. <laughs> Actually, Justin Jones did really good, uh, considering, you know, what he played in the, on the Chargers and all that. So, I mean, I, I think he played well. I, I just don't know if he really fits moving forward. No, I wasn't really turned off by his play, but you have guys like Zach Pickens and Vermont Dexter coming up. You can spend a middle round pick, like a third round on, you know, maybe we get lucky and Mason Smith from LSU falls or we take his running mate Wingo there. There's a couple guys you can jut into that backup role too and move your other guys up. So I don't feel that, um, you know, he's a necessity. I mean, if he wants to come back and achieve a deal, I wouldn't say no. Right. Six million? For a year? Mm, yeah. You've been demoted. It's now four million. 
That's what he yeah. made this year. I mean, he made six million this year, but oh. I don't know if I pay him that again. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, I I can think of a lot of things I could do with that extra two million dollars, guys. Like buy an island in the Pacific. Like yeah, get your too. truck fixed. I say spending on a player isn't my idea either. Hey, my insurance paid for that, buddy. That cost me zero. I have a zero dollar zero dollar deductible. Well, in that okay. case, use that buddy to uh, pay for your premiums. <laughs> <laughs> to pay for the amount that I lost while well, I went to the Carfax report. <laughs> Go ahead, Foster. I, I, I was just going to say, if you can get him on a right deal, and I'm talking three, three and a half million for another season, uh, locker room guy, he he stepped it up, just like we talked about with Ngakwe and everybody else. Um, was not terrible. We could have had worse guys out there. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna draft, try and get a, a, a defensive tackle on this draft somewhere, sec, late second, third round, depending on how the trades work out, man. Question for you, Foster. Well, yeah. With your, with your scenario, if you're drafting a defensive tackle in the second or third round, you said, what, what, what do you yeah. see with your round? Javon Dexter, as well as uh, Pickens in? Um, Gervon Dexter, I, I, I think he can play. He can he can jump spots, man. We saw a little bit at the end of last season. For, for some reason, I just see him possibly killing it at defensive end. I really do. I said it. I said it. I don't know. Midway through the season, I was talking about it, if you remember. I'm not saying I'm right, but they they had him out there, and there's flashes, and and you, as far as defensive ends and, and defensive interior defensive tackles, interior defensive linemen, those those guys take a lot of beating. So you, you you've got to have quality depth, and and he would now be another probably the last, if in my scenario, my ideal scenario, if I get the right guys in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd, he'd be he'd be at the end of that chain, but I I still got the him in the locker room because these guys, everybody, everybody on that line knows him because he's been here for what two seasons now. How many guys were here three years ago prior to him? Not a lot. Eight or ten guys. Eddie's gone. Whiter's gone. I think we're down to seven or eight guys that were here two years ago. So that you know that that just even proves Cole's point more. He's still got to tear this team down a little more. We've built it up, but there's still more to tear down and, and build up again. So. Mm-hmm. I always talk about the depth, and you do too, Peach. We we talked about it all season long, man. That, that we just do not have quality depth. Heaven's out up that side of the line is going to be messed up. Uh, and Gakway was hurt, and we didn't even have that little bit. And and you know you get steamrolled on some of this stuff. So what's even worse about anyway, that? Ten- mixed up. We just don't. We do not have quality depth, man. There's there's too many holes to fill. And, and What's Dustin even worse about has played good? What's I'm, even I'm worse listening. about what? Danny? I was I was no, saying I that. Uh, say, look at look at real quick. Look at his last two seasons. Well, you even said he didn't have that bad of a season that that we're you know because we're used to mm-hmm. all the crap that we we've, we've watched over the last four seasons. What we've had there and what we don't. You know, remember eight when when we started getting rid of uh what's his name. The other two defensive linemen after that 18 season, man, we're talking about. Oh my God, I can't even think. 
and I love Khalil Mack and um, Khalil Mack and um, nope, nope. Oh. I'm lying. If you expect my brain to work, oh Hicks, <laughs> Hicks and Goldman. There you go, Keen Hicks and uh, Eddie Goldman. Yeah, Eddie Goldman, right, right. I mean, so then, so then, what do we have after that? I, I just don't want to see the same cycle that we keep talking about with the quarterback too, because it happens at all spots on the. We go through this for decades, man. Somebody gets hurt, we're screwed. You mm -hmm. see it. You see it every every time it happens, man. I, I will say our depth is probably better now than it was three years ago. We're we're we're, we're getting to a better point with it, but it's not. We don't know we have it. Yeah. Look at look at these teams on the defense and the offensive line. How how many different guys they go through, and they're still. Look at Cleveland, man. They had a problem with both sides of the line. I think they were on third string tackles on the offense. If we had to do that, we couldn't we couldn't do anything. If we had to rely on two third string tackles on, on our team last year, man, it would have it would have been insane. Name me the two third string tackles. We don't even know who they would be. <laughs> One of them got plucked off of our uh, our practice squad. <laughs> With Belt, Travis Bell, yeah, but Travis Bell didn't even last that long in Atlanta. He ended up in um, Cincinnati at the end of the year. Oh, Cincinnati, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I'll I'll just say about about uh, Justin Jones that he is quality depth, and uh, was it here? In, um, Raging Oracle said that Jones is like that seventy uh, that that Madden player rated seventy. You can't find an easy replacement for him. And that, that's so true. And and then I, I kind of said to him back in chat that he turned from a 70 to like a 73 when they got sweat. So he, everyone yeah. on the on the defensive line got better. Sweat was, was the yeah. difference on that defensive line. So it's kind of hard to, to judge where everyone is at. It's hard. It's hard to judge Justin Jones over a two year period. You know, you have to, you have to take into account what he did after they got sweat and, I think that for the price and for, you know, just having quality depth, I think that he is someone that I would look to keep personally. But to your point about Sweat, was that not his uh, contract year? <laughs> so I'm curious to see what he does this next year. Uh, I mean, if I, we're being fair. They said it during... They said it during the combine when he was, I think he was, I think he was doing the 40 because they had done all the other things and he was doing the 40 and you're like somebody, one of the, one of the announcers said something like somebody's going to get, somebody's get a going to get a long time of good with this guy. Mm -hmm. Montez Sweat at the combine right. the year he came out. I mean, so, because Sweat had a I career just, year last if year. You guys, if you guys remember, you guys got to know how I feel about Montez Sweat. I, I, oh, yeah. I want well, he, had, going back to he had a career because he led two teams in sacks for the first time in NFL history. That was, well, I mean, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Before last year, he never was in double digits in sacks, if I'm not mistaken. So, being his contract year, he now put up these career numbers. Mm -hmm. Is he going to take a step back this year? I hope uh, not. But to your point, Shorty, that's what tends to happen with these players. Cheers to that. Too, too Moving on. Real quick, Peach. Uh -huh. He's coming into his prime, so this sweat. 
and he didn't have to he didn't have to do what he had to do on the Bears. Completely different defenses. I mean, not completely different defenses, but look at the guys they had on that team with the pressure they were getting up the middle. You, you, I mean, just just what and how how much money? Well, that's why they got rid of two of them because things were not going the way that Rivera had planned, and then all the money that they spent them. I I just out of, out of that entire four guys, I'll take sweat over every one of them every day of the week. Because mm-hmm. he's gonna be there and he's gonna play. He's gonna play till the play's over. He's shown it. He'll show you again next year. He better. <laughs> I'm hoping so. I'm not saying you're wrong. So, I'm, I'm not even saying I have anything that's based upon. I'm just wondering because he did put up career numbers this year. I know it's what that's I have, it's, faith, that's I have faith in the man. It's fair enough. To, that's a that's a quality statement right there. But I, I do I do have faith in him too. I, th- I feel like he's he loves football. Yeah, I'm not sure that Jalen Johnson loves football as much as Montez Sweat. I'm not saying he doesn't love football, just not as much. Let's move on to uh, to uh, Lucas Patrick. I'm gonna make this real quick. No. <laughs> Honestly, guys, we could probably go all the way down to Jalen Johnson and say they're not coming back. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Okay, so we, we're all definitely no on uh, Lucas Patrick, right? We're moving on, right? Well, here, here, here. I got to throw this in, guys. Let's talk about this, Chips. Are you sitting there? I can't even see you. Yeah, he's yes. Uh, I, I, I got to question this one, too, because if, if Whitehair's gone and uh, – Beanie and Patrick are gone. Who's our center right now? The Kramer? guy from Seattle. The guy from Seattle going to come over with uh, Waldron. My, my he's, he's on the Bears? Um, okay. That's my prediction. Okay. So you, you, got somebody to fill that, you, got, you got somebody to fill that hole. I'm just, I got to break this out because Patrick's a guy I might have to look at if I can find him on a lower end deal. I might have to bring him back too. He is also very good in the locker room. Everybody actually likes the guy. He's kind of like dad. Listen to the chatter in the locker room. I'm, I'm not saying for sure to keep him, but listen to what's said in some of the reports. Actually, players have said it. So, I mean, I'm not saying that you're keeping him either. He, he's somebody that I have to keep my eye on. <coughs> be my last depth piece at I need it because it's a long damn season, man. How many? Do they, how many? How many centers do the Bears carry? That's why they try to get versatile guys that can play both. Well, <clears throat> I think that you know you, they have uh, Kramer work, waiting in the wings, and if you bring somebody who's familiar with, uh, yeah, Waldron's system, uh, Evan Brown, he's a free agent, the center. So I'm yep. I'm seeing the connection with those two, just like with uh, Patrick and uh, Getzey. They came over here together, so now you bring in you bring in Brown with Waldron. So you have Brown as well as Kramer, and I'm of the opinion. I know everybody's on JPJ. I'm a big Cedric Van Pran fan. That he's my he's my guy. He's my guy. So I would draft him in the second round, not to have to worry about drafting drafting JP JPJ in the first round. We, we kind of went through this last year with uh, JMS too. You know, he had a good senior bowl, 
Everyone got yeah. really, really high on him. He went to the Giants, yeah. and that was that. You know, he didn't really explode onto the scene like everyone thought he would. I have nothing against um, JBJ. I think he's a very good football player. Yes. You know, and he had a, he looks had some good you know clips at the Senior Bowl. He also yes. had his hamstring injury at the Senior Bowl. Let's not forget that. I mean, it might not amount I, to anything. I, I'll just but. I, I agree, man. I, I would. I'm a guy who wants JPJ. I'm like trade back to that 2018 or whatever it's going to be, and get him, and sign a free agent. But but as a as a reserve, I still have to keep an eye on either one of them. Feeney or probably. And somebody said it in the chat. Probably Feeney because the guy can snap the ball better than Patrick's done. So maybe that might be my yeah. Answer. But him and, and Fields' connection, him and Fields' connection, for some reason they wasn't. Jiving when he uh, played in uh, that one particular game, I can't remember which game it was though. But they seem like his yeah, snaps was okay. But... They haven't, they haven't, right? But they haven't. You, you get, you can work that out in a training camp if there's, a, if, if he's going to be your third guy. At least he can play guard because we we know what happens at the guard position on this team. Yeah, I mean, Foster, you're credit, man. I, I don't think Lucas Patrick's coming back, even at a death piece. And yes, he was he was cool it's in the okay. locker room to have after you won, but after that, I mean, his value kind of fell off the planet. You know, and there are a few free agent options. You know, PJ brought up the guy from Seattle. You know, he's a three year. But anyway, I call him. I wouldn't call him a starter. You know, and say he played every game in Detroit the prior two years, but you know, he played a good amount. So, and then you have the Denver uh, center that's coming out more than likely. You can go with him. There's somebody on the Raiders. I can't recall the name off the top of my head. So there are a few guys. Then you brought up, you know, uh, Doug Kramer, who could also be backup. He's fine at that position. And then there's five or six centers in the draft that could be taken as well. So do we really know that about Doug Kramer? I haven't seen him in an NFL game. Well, yeah, he played plenty in the preseason. Well, if nothing else, you, you can That's point true. to the fact that Poles has had him on his team for the last two years. I mean, you know, via the practice squad, but he's had him there. And that's to me, speaks a lot that, you know, this guy's been around. So him lingering around, there's – so he's under the same offensive uh, line coach for the last couple of years now. So I see – I don't see the Bears spending a lot of money in free agency on a center. I think they would rather go with the whole uh, let's get somebody probably cheaper and then draft our center to nail down that spot. And to uh, Doug Van Dorn point in the chat, you can probably get Van Pran in the third round. Win-win. That's why I brought up because I know I I did a Van Pran image and I was saying on X, this is my top center of choice. And, I got a lot of heat saying, oh, you have watched JPJ play. It's like, no, I have watched JPJ play. I think he's a very good center. The yes. problem is, is he as easily attainable as you know, a center fan brand? No, he's not. Right. Yes, you can move the draft position around. You can go from 9 to 12 and then from 12 all the way back to 20 and get in that range and get some more picks. But then you have to think about what you're giving up in the process to do that. And are you willing to give up You know that edge rusher that you want or right. – the wide receiver or the tight end or whatever you're looking at at that position. Yeah. When I look at the value, I'm looking, I'm looking at it, the value of, do you take JPJ in the first round? Who's a good center, like we all mentioned, or you can get 
possibly Van Pran in the third round, who was also a good center. So you can address that first first round pick to another need you may have. Hmm. My main thing was, and I'll get off Van Pran here, is the guy's been in two national title games too. I mean, three years starter. Yeah, that that experience you can't teach people. And you know, JPJ, yeah. I, I love him, but he only really started this one year. You know, so he's still kind of learning the position. He has the physical traits, yes, but you know, sometimes that's not always enough. Very true. All right. Well, that kind of covers Dan Feeney a little bit, and and well, Lucas Patrick. Yeah, both of them. Some guys in here saying uh, raging says that uh, Feeney could be good at center if they just played him there full time. I don't, I don't. I don't know if that's. You're looking at uh, 3.25 million. I mean, I think I'd bring back Feeney over Patrick just for gar- for offensive line depth. Fair enough. Uh, but let's get into Robert Tanya because it, it, um, everyone, you guys want to just go all the way down to Jalen Johnson. It, 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 I, yeah. I think Robert Tanya just was in the wrong offensive play calling system. But I think Whoa. that for two million dollars, a two six five a year, if they can get him back on another one year deal, he would take it. Coming, you know, being from Chicagoland, I I would resign. I personally would resign Robert Tanyan. My my only thing is, would would uh Waldron be wanting his own tight end? Because I think he got he has two tight ends coming as free agents in uh Seattle. Whether or not he would want one of them. To come because they know his system. That's that's my that's my hang up there is because I know how coaches want certain players to come that know their system that they can help the other players. So that's that's my only hang up there. I mean, I don't have a real same problem with time. PJ, huh? right? It's the same offensive system, right? It's the same system, but you know, it's they have the diff- different quirks. I mean, because even Kevin Warren said in in that interview with uh Jared Payton the other day. That it's the same system, so it is the same system, but Waldron runs it a certain way, as opposed to Getsy running it another way. Fair enough. Does anybody else have to say anything on this, or is it just us? <laughs> what do you think of chips, <laughs> Robert Tanyan? Yes, no. Oh, I I bring him back just for death purposes and. You know, I believe he was a he was a decent blocking tight end for him. So, you know, he had a couple of games where he could he could have played better, where they tried to give him the ball, but for the most part, they didn't really scheme him into things very much. And I remember that big crucial drop he had against Cleveland. Oh, don't even remind me. Not that that should define him not coming, but man, that was huge. That was that was huge. I'll never I'll never get over that play. Never mind. Moving on from uh, Robert Tanyan. <laughs> now, while I, I, I throw in, I, I, I think I'm inclined more to keep him if the money grows. Because I just, I don't, I think the situation surrounding his first year here was, was not a good one for him. I mean, and that Cleveland play just finished his, it just made his season worse because he was actually progressing, especially when Komet was out. You know, there was times where he was out during the games where he was out, 
Um, and if Waldron runs the the set where he's using two tight ends a lot, you might you might want to have three or four of them that that can play and catch the ball, man. So, so question for for Shorty as well as uh, Foster. If money is the same, would you want Tanyan or Noah Fent? Oh, Noah Fent. Noah Fent. Yeah. I mean, thank you, Tony. Moy. Thank no you. Brainer. I'm not even saying you don't you don't even look at bringing Noah Fent in, man. Because now your your tight end room should be great. You're gonna keep four tight ends, right? Walk. Three or four. Three. Three or three. Yeah. STC, I mean, what's up? I just saw you joined us. I, I don't know how long you've been here, but good to see you, my friend. Draft one. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, I'm looking at uh, the guy out of Ohio State in like the third or fourth round if we can get him there. Yeah. Yeah, I got him. Darnell Washington? Yep. <laughs> Darnell Washington, man. His cousin, dude. And that was the other thing I didn't bring up either, too, because they're still talking about the Mercedes Lewis. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, the good thing is there's options there, and we have different ways to fill it. Marcy well, yeah. Lewis, I definitely want back on, on the team. He looked like he like he's 28 years old still. I think that he played well in the moments he was in. I think they can still use him more, and he wants to still play. I, I would, what's this, two million bucks? Sign me up for Mercedes Lewis, for sure. That be year 19 for him. Again. I'm looking at it from a point of view of uh, Mercedes Lewis versus Cade Stoker. Is that his name, Stoker, for uh, Ohio yeah. State? Yeah. I'm looking at that. Over. Mercedes Lewis, Cade Stoker. I mean, because how long are you going to be able to really build with Mercedes Lewis? Don't get me wrong. I, I agree with you, Shorty. He's been a, he was a great fan, fantastic blocker. Man, in the clutch, he caught that uh, touchdown pass. But – can I rely on him? Can I really build something with him? Or is he going to be here just two years at the most? Maybe. So I rather I'm looking for the future because I'm trying to build something that's going to be, hey, we, we could keep on building as opposed to if we don't replace Mercedes this year, we're going to probably perhaps have to replace him next year. Fair enough. All right. So let's get let's get into Deontay Foreman. Two million dollars? You kidding me? No. Yes, please. No. Wait. You said no? No, because I I don't think you want to be here. Yeah, mm. I agree with I agree with PJ. Yeah, he didn't really need him. No, we can draft one. And you you would you agree with me too, Chip? Because we don't. There's no. There's not a necessity. You've got you've got Roshan Herbert. You draft the guy. Yep. There's and if those rumors there. are true that the Detroit Lions might want to get rid of uh, David Montgomery, welcome hey. back home, sir. Yeah, come on back. <laughs> come on back. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I heard that during the season. They said because of uh, contract or something that they may not they may not bring him back. I heard that on a, one of the telephone. I mean, how true it is, don't know. But I just heard it. That's what I'm saying. If, yeah. if by chance they release him, well, come on back. Uh, will will Gibbs be able to do what he's doing continuously without Montgomery there to pound the middle? Will it be the same thing we had here, kind of with Herbert? 
unless they decide to like. I'm just, it's just a question. You know, I'm just floating it out there, Pete. It's not. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, unless they bring in somebody else for cheaper who can do the same thing what Montgomery did for him. Deonta Foreman. Right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's a very, very good possibility. I don't know. Well, I mean, if he's on the trade, he's not going to take less money than what he's making now. So, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. This this was his his one of his uh, prove it deals. I don't know how many he's had, but but I can see that very well happening though. Things like, hey, you know, uh, David's making six million. We can get Dante for two million. Let's go ahead and cut David and uh, bring in Dante. I just I don't know how that contracts worked. I, I heard that. They pretty much would have to keep them for two years to get the value out of it, anyways. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but that's you know, I you know, I got a couple guys in, in Michigan I talk to all the time. You guys know Steve. You probably don't know you don't know Ace or you got a lot of the people. Guys, talk there's to three guys on that show. So I get I well, I get it's I'll hop on there and I'll they're doing the same thing we're doing, and they know a lot more about the Lions than we do. Yeah, I know you do hop on there. Right? Yeah. I, you know, it's... <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> I know. That's it, dude. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that you fucking tire traitor, Foster. You freaking traitor, Foster. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't going to Green Bay for the Packers, I'll tell you that. Are you kidding me? I bleed orange and blue. This ain't this ain't paint. This is my blood uh, in this day. Hey, we we have we have some good friends from other uh NFC North rival podcasts, and uh they're all always yes, welcome yes. on this show as and, and vice versa. So just just kidding about that. To um, answer Cliff Victoria, he says, What about Derrick Henry? I think Derrick Henry is gonna cost too much money. Yeah, Derrick Henry's done. His yeah. days are over. Didn't he have like fourteen hundred yards this year? Yeah, it was a down year. contract year, PJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been pretty consistent, though, man. He's been pretty consistent, though. <laughs> and I just I had to throw that in there. <laughs> I mean, eleven hundred yards, but he's thirty years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I, I don't see him as a fit here anyway. Why don't you go after Saquon Barkley while you're at it? Didn't yeah. Barkley? Jay Grizz is saying, "How about Barkley too?" What about? Didn't they sign? Saquon last year. I thought they franchised. No, him. they 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 tagged him, and now yeah. they're saying that they're not going to tag him this year. Right. Ooh, so he either work out a new deal or nothing. That's too All much right. money. All right. Well, let's see what. Well, what did he? What, what, what he's going to cost about what? Eight nine million. Eh. Does his stats say that though? Let's go. Let's take a look here. Is this the way we're going to do that? If you can get him for five and a half, maybe six million, because. Holes was willing to offer that to Monty. Uh, this is so, oops, you know, and 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 time, who knows, man? They're just not paying running backs, they're kind of getting screwed. They're like the taxpayers, they they do all the fucking hard work to live and dying and working and tax paying. Well, Marshall Falk said it best though. He said they devalued themselves by asking to come out every so often. So you're not playing that much. Whereas when he played. Yeah. You know, he was a bell cow to where he didn't want to come out the game because he knew he could get replaced. Yeah. My question is, why would he want that much money, and why would anyone pay him that based on these stats? This is that's not because it's the NFL, man. 
it's, no, be, it's because of his name. He's still he's still loving off of what he did in college by jumping over twenty five guys. No, he's living off what he did his rookie year. That too. Yeah, eleven touchdowns. Yeah, because his last year, yo, he didn't crack a thousand yards. So, he, yeah, he I don't. Good, he had a good year last year, dude. He had a decent year, but for what he was franchised. So, what did he make? And he made, and he only had nine hundred and sixty-two well, yards rushing and I'm, six touchdowns. I'm just going no. Twenty twenty-two, sixteen games, ten yeah. TDs, thirteen hundred and twelve yards. That's why yeah. he got franchised. Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. what they're doing. That was his contract here, PJ. <laughs> to your point, much much more. I mean, it's always talked. The contract your shit's always talked and joked about, but really got to take a serious look at it because it sure seems it seriously is. I mean, like it would make it's sense. More, it's more than not. Definitely Very true. Not. Yeah. Sorry, Walt. Pull that back up uh, the screen here to move on. STC could sum this up too, man. I, I wouldn't you guys agree that draft a running back, bring in an yeah. undrafted free agent, find a speedy, speedy, speedy back. You find what you need and make it work with the team, man. Speedy, 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 speedy. Was that is a Bucky Jones or something from Oregon? You think of Tariq Cohen, but a little healthier, a little Cohen's bit bigger, too. Too small, too a little small. bit taller. My whole thing on him coming a bit in, taller. yeah. You gotta, you gotta have 5'10, 210 pounds or bigger, yeah, yeah, you gotta, yeah, yeah. You gotta have somebody that can take the uh, pounding. Yes, very true. Just because what they're asked to do, man. And I, oh, yeah. I still say, Roshan's gonna be playing more than ever. I, I really do because he hasn't. Maybe he's had problems hitting the line and and his cuts, but he can. He ought to be able to make that better with some proper coaching. We know he can block. We know he can catch the ball. Jay Grizz, Jay Grizz asks, what's a kid from Michigan's name? Is his name is uh simply Corum? Yeah, Corum, yeah, Corum. Yeah. He's he's like five foot eight, I think. I don't know how fast he is. He's he's quick, but I don't know how fast he is as far as breakaway speed. Tony Moy saying make make Vellis Jones a running back. I I can see him more so like a Debo Samuel wall. Me too. He's kind of the same mold of yeah. player, isn't he? Yeah, I can yeah. see that happening. It's almost like they've been trying to do that. It's just they're getting. They... Well, we have. I, bad I, I, would, I would never suggest that. Uh, Luke gonna... That Luke Getzen is trying to like uh, set set something up for the future, you know, play wise. <laughs> but he, it, it almost looked like for a second he could have been with Vellis Jones. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on. We're moving on from. Uh, well, we we obviously passed Rash Rashim Green. That's uh, right there. So, Jalen Johnson. We talked about uh, Patrick Scales. That's an interesting one, isn't he? The same guy that's been around ever since. Uh, what's his name retired? Twenty five years ago, it seems like. I say, if he can still do the job, I'll keep him. Why does there have to be a specific? position on a football team for a fucking long snapper. Hey. hey. <laughs> okay, don't long snappers, man. Man. Long snappers, long snappers need to get paid too because you know it's hard holding your head down. 
Why can't the long snapper be your second string like snapper? It's hard holding your head down and snapping the ball and making $1.3 million doing it. It's tough. <laughs> man, sign me up. <laughs> no kidding, man. That's, you should, that's what you should be teaching your grandkids, man. Just learn how to long snap. <laughs> right. Hey, don't worry about tackling nobody. Just snap the ball. Do that for 16. Then you can hang out on a golf course for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah, you five hits a game. <laughs> you make two million bucks a year. Man. You can become as beloved as what's his name, who I can't even remember anymore from the Bears. Patrick Manley. Thank you. Hey, he even has a podcast. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. <laughs> More successful than this one. Huh? I will say that much. I love what Doug's what Doug uh, says here. The Long Snappers Union wants a word with you outside, Mister Shorty. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh man. Hickory After him you say Brown, I think he's gone. Yeah, I think he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. Trent Taylor, you know, if you're, if you're going to trade for a, a kick returner and then keep him, it should have been Jakeem Grant, not Trent Taylor. Jakeem Grant was hurt when they when they let him go, when at the end of the season when he when he left. He's like blowing out his ACL or something two years in a row now. Jeez. Oh, okay. I would have rather I would have rather the Bears went after uh, Daz Newsom. Yes, he was he was drafted by the Bears a few years ago. So yes, I'm inclined to want to go back to him. But I think he's in the league anymore. Honestly, I, last time I heard he was in San Francisco, and that was it. So he probably actually learned how to play football out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need we need someone to return punts. That's why Trent Taylor was brought in. Yeah, but Trent Taylor muffed punts too. So yeah, yeah. that's Bring that's why he's never. That's why he's never stayed with the team. He's bounced around a little bit, you know. But who do we got? What are the options? We got to find somebody for that. Or is Bellis capable of doing that? Will he be capable by the start of the season? I was just going to ask all, that question. Yeah. We all saw what he did as a punt returner. There's but no he, was he, was he was a rookie. He was a rookie. He was a rookie, and 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 I'm sure just by the quality of people on that, not the quality of the people. The quality of the players that that team he was on his rookie year, which happened to be the year where, you know, the team was totally taken apart. So mm -hmm. if the special teams guys are upgraded, maybe that would make a difference. And hopefully we won't be so nervous or whatever the issue was his rookie season. Right. Anyone's nervous as a rookie out there. Man, you're, you're trying to catch a punt with a bunch of Mack trucks coming at you at 70 miles an hour. You know, you're uh, – anyway. I would never want to do that job. Anyone would be would be nervous in that situation. So, I, who's to say that he couldn't do it now? Now that he's he's got some legs under him in the NFL. We're gonna see what these coaches can do with these players, guys that are left. Mm -hmm. Dylan Cole. The, I would rather I would rather I would rather draft a a linebacker in like the fourth or fifth round and have him compete for the strong side uh starting linebacker and Jack Sandburn can actually take over Dylan's role on special teams. There we go. Ooh. Damn, like PJ's trying to get pulled right now. 
Uh, I just put anybody in Dylan Cole's position. Talking shit about my boy yeah. Jack Sanborn. I think he lacks. The, I think he lacks the uh, coverage ability to really be a true Sam linebacker. That's why I'm saying Sanborn? that. Yeah, Sanborn. I think he's more of a like a weird. Okay, PJ. Enough with that. <laughs> Sanborn. Sanborn, no matter what, is a mic. Sanborn is all over the field, honestly. So that's why he, he you know. <laughs> whoa! 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 whoa. <laughs> Wait, you and Walt disagree? Sanborn, Sanborn in, in, in that draft, I did like 300 and something mock drafts, and I drafted him like 300 and something times. And it started in the fourth round. And by the time it was done, I always picked him last. I picked him for my last pick in the seventh round because I trade it every time. I always do. I'm just saying, I mean, good, you, I knew you, it when you, he was in college. Do you guys think that uh, Sanborn has good coverage skills? Excited. I, 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 I won't say they're like insanely great. As but opposed the man, to what? The man does his job consistently. Well, I mean, he's a good he's a good tackler, and he's like reads well. But I don't see him doing a great job of coverage. I mean, because if you get a, to me, if a running back hit a, hitting with a wheel route, he's getting beat. I was about. I had my. I was. I was about to pull you, PJ. That's why I stopped. Until you. Well, until you <laughs> said that, because you were. <laughs> but there's very few that's linebackers right. that are not going to get beat on a wheel route. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's what I'm saying. If we looking at a, a a linebacker with more speed, that's what I'm saying to play the Sam. That's all. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Sam Burn, Sam Bourne is a good linebacker, but I don't know how great his coverage skills is. That's what I'm saying. If we can find one to be a Sam linebacker who can cover your tight end or your uh, running back, per se, I think we need more speed in that way. Sure, like we're talking about TJ Edwards getting beat by the running back all year. I like what Mr. Shorty said here in the chat here, PJ. Sign, re-sign Sanborn now. <laughs> Whoever that Mr. Shorty is, I don't know about that guy. I don't know about that guy either. Yeah. Shorty yeah. guy in the chat. You know what? He just PJ, lost people out of the chat. Block that guy. Sanborn's a player you keep on the field as much as you possibly can. Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. You play him on special teams. He's, he's, he's a, your guy. He's your guy at any position you for backup. I mean, because you know he's not playing enough. I think actually he's going to be our. He's going to be the the mic starting in twenty five, man. See, that's hey. where I disagree. So I'm going to go ahead and pull my. <laughs> Not because you disagree. Only when Shorty's an idiot. You got you got to start I'm saying saying something first before you can get pulled, PJ. <laughs> I mean, oh, the, the funnier the funnier part is he he played sixty six percent of the special team snaps anyways. Yep. Gosh, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, the, the oh. bottom line, I, I'm looking to upgrade Cole, and I'm thinking, like I said, if we can find a linebacker with just more speed, more speed, and possibly. Then compete. That's why I say compete with Sanborn for the Sam spot. Uh, I mean, that's yeah, the Sam spot. Uh, Sewell and uh, Sanborn, they to me are your backup mics and wheels, those downhill type runners. Uh, so that's how I look at them. And that, that, that's just what I'm saying. I mean, I'm not trying to down or take anything well, from if, Sanborn because I think he's a good player. To, 
if you want that linebacker that can cover the running back in a wheel route, then why not put Sanborn in the middle and then put Tremaine Edmonds in the Sam? Oh, no, they, they want Tremaine Edmonds for that uh, Brian Urlacher role. Uh, I know, but there's my point is like there's very few uh, Sams that are going to cover the, the the wheel route, man. <laughs> They're just... Well, you need that Sam to be able to cover your uh, Travis Kelsey, your... Uh, what's this guy from um, San Francisco? George linebacker. I mean, a, a tight end. Go, go off the tight ends in the NFC Central. Musgrave. Oh, yeah. And even the guy from uh, Detroit. He came along, oh, the rookie. I was good. All of them. You got hot. You got four of them. You got to cover them guys twice yeah. a year. So. so you have to. That's what I'm saying. So you give me a, a speedy linebacker that can cover those guys is what I'm saying. And I just wonder about the speed of Sanborn because I think he only ran like a four, five something, if I'm not mistaken. Ditka was, I mean, Butkus was slower. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these are, these guys are fast. So, you know, I mean, you I, know, you, uh, thanks, Mo Beerman. You know, you Kittle. I get it. Yeah, Laporta. I get it. Last. I, with Sanborn, my, my good thing is this. For, he's that eight or eight, 10, 12, eight to 12 yard guy where you can count on him for that. He's going to get that. I agree. Start I agree. Another problem. If we got to face Kelsey all the time. You might as well just throw a big safety on him or a big cornerback. And so, that's honestly what I was thinking. Converting that boy out of uh, co- uh, the college, I think in Miami. Uh, uh, what was his name? The six foot five strong safety, I think, in Miami. They predicted him to go yeah, in like the I, fourth I, or fifth I, round. I I saw. His measurables and freaked out when I saw how big that guy was. Yeah, man. yeah, they got him like strong safety. They predict him to go like the fourth or fifth round or something like that. I'm like, man, if we can get him, make him our Sam for that for the instance of guarding these uh, tight ends like that. That's where I'm at. We had that guy a couple of years ago. I forgot who he was. We his name is James. What's his name? James something. No, we, we. I think it was an undrafted free agent of ours, or maybe like a late round draft pick, like two or three years ago. No, I'm talking yeah. about the guy that's in college now. His name is oh, James no. something. I think. I think his name. Yeah, but we had someone like we had that guy on our team. Is my point? Like, I think it might have been under Nagy. Uh God, what was his name? Um, it was a late. He was a big, big cornerback. He was. He's talking about Bush, are you? No, no. Everyone, no. After Bush, everyone was comparing him to. Um, uh, what's his name from the Seahawks at the time? Uh, no, the other, oh, the, the other Sherman Sherman. Yeah. They were comparing him to Sherman. I forgot what his name was. My brain is, I've been deleting stuff from folders in my brain to replace it with stuff from work. And then I had to create new folders to put new shit in from work. And so I've like, I've lost some, uh, you lost I've, some lost some, I've lost some meaningless bullshit in my head recently. That's not good. <laughs> it's meaningless. I nobody. I don't need to know that safety's name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually, I just, I, but that, that's what I'm just saying. I, I just. I mean, again, uh, that's why I was just looking at a strong safety converted to like a strong side linebacker that could play and to keep up with that speed. All right, what we're getting down to, I think the Mooney. it's fitting that he's here on the last of the list because nobody really i mean josh blackwell i think he's he might be worth re-signing just because he hasn't played that bad he, he hasn't played that bad 
Joe Reed. He has a plate. Well, when he ha- when Blackwell has played, he has played well in replacement. Okay. Of, yeah, yeah, so he's he's a good depth piece. Joe Reed. Yeah. Eh. He was on injury reserve all year. Oh, uh, so yeah. But well, M- Mooney. Let's Mooney. talk about Mooney. Let's talk about Darnell Mooney. I will say this. Bye. No, <laughs> I want to keep Mooney. I want to keep Mooney if he's cheaper than any other third wide receiver that I'm going to bring in. That's how that's how I'm viewing him because I hear because I'm listening to this guy on a podcast, uh, Adam Mason. He uh he does a good uh, podcast. I listen to him and he wants to bring in uh uh the guy that played with uh DJ Moore uh Sanders Curtis Curtis Samuel Curtis Samuel yeah and he's saying yeah. that Curtis Samuel is going to require like a salary of about eleven million. So if I can get Mooney cheaper than that, I'd rather go with Mooney than bring in Curtis Samuel. Okay. I'm going to draft two wide receivers in this draft. Absolutely. And both of them are sons of Hall of Famers is the two I would draft. If we can get them. One in the first and one in the third. Rice is going to go in the third. That's what they predicted. Wow, he jumped up the board. Yeah. In like in like a week, he jumped up the board. They saying they saying that going the, in the fourth. Everybody had him say going that early fourth. You're saying he might go in the third now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I I'm trying to find a <laughs> a world in which Darnell Mooney remains a bear. I just can't find it. Well, it depends yeah. on what uh Walter has planned for. If Waldron tells him, hey, I can see you with a role like uh, Tyler Lockett or uh, is it Smith and Jigma that's there with them too in uh, Seattle? Was that who's there? So, I mean, if if he's talking to him and like that, because again, I'm not trying to break the bank. Let's just, I'm I'm not. If I'm trying to find a cheaper route being my slot receiver. Because my slot receiver, look, I'm not trying to break the bank with you because I'm I'm paying more, and I'm playing these other positions. So draft my big uh, wide receiver, Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, give me a slot where Mooney and Moore can alternate in the slot. Sometimes Mooney in the slot, sometimes Moore in the slot. But yeah, that's the that's the route I'm going. I I'm. Wondering what happened with Mooney, and is it the Getsy thing? Because there was a lot of times where Mooney was open and just didn't get the ball thrown to him. He either either he chose DJ Moore over him, or he just didn't see him. But to go from his like best friend on the field, I mean, they were they were everyone was before DJ Moore got there. You know, they we were all talking about the the. Uh, the what what him and Fields had built together the year before, right? So for him to come out last year and just drop a freaking sour rotten egg on a season in a in a year when we thought he was going to take a, a step forward, he took two steps back. I mean, couldn't blo- he wasn't blocking? He can block, but he wasn't blocking. He was dropping balls. Some were overthrown. Some were not thrown to him at all. 
but I, I just wonder where the disconnect happened between Justin Fields and Mooney. And I'm wondering how much that has to do with the, with the game plan, with the offensive play calling. I, I want to know what you think, uh, Chips. What do you, where are you standing on Mooney with this? You know, bringing this all up, their friends and whatnot, um, I think the disconnect was when DJ Moore came. I think Mooney had it in his head that he was the number one freaking receiver for the Bears, and when DJ Moore came in, I think that freaking just hit his ego in a way that he just didn't, unfortunately, he, he didn't recover from and just didn't have a good year. <laughs> just like he, you know, you're you know, he's saying he's not blocking, stuff like that. That that tells me that's a guy that doesn't care. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, he might have lost some of his hope, right, for well, the future with this team. Yeah, I think, I no, think, I think he got a little, little shot to the ego, man, that he wasn't, he wasn't prepared for. Well, I mean, he he started off the years supposedly being in the slot because you had Claypool playing the X. I'll be right back. And then, then once Claypool went through his thing. Yeah. They then put uh, Scott in their starting lineup, and we we never truly had an X, and maybe that was part of the disconnect, because you know you have your number one receiver and more, and then yeah. you don't know which one to go to in Fox. I mean, in Scott or uh, Mooney, because which one's playing the slot, which one's playing the X? Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. And PZ, PZ brings up a good point. PZ says Mooney worked best in the middle of the field, which Gessie, Gessie refused to use because he didn't have hardly any of his players going in the middle of the field. Here, here's here's some other things. And, and uh, hey, Fair Truth Nine and uh, was it Black Black Belt Ben? Thanks for popping in here, guys. Um, so with Mooney, you know, it's 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 everything you guys are talking about. It's a combination of more coming in, uh, the injury. Um, right, remember injury. earlier in the during the beginning of the season, the first five six weeks, Peach, we kept talking about critical mistakes from from everywhere. Mistakes, just uh, offensive linemen not not pulling, missing a missing one of the blocks, or running backs not running in the right lane, receivers right. running the wrong routes. Well, early in the season. I think Mooney was having problems with the routes. He even said that like maybe week five or week six where he ran a route from last year, you know? Right. So, and, and I think somebody mentioned about him not using the field properly. These are part of the mistakes that I was talking about. I'm sure you were too, Peach, when we were saying the, the running backs hitting the wrong hole, uh, receivers not running the right route. These, these are the things that, that really hurt this team immensely throughout the year. We watched it every week. So between all that and then Mooney getting frustrated and, and venting maybe stuff he should have pulled somebody aside and said to stuff to, it, it was aired and it was known. So so that even furthers the disconnect. Now you've also got Moore in the picture, and Moore's been, you go look at the percentages, he's the guy who's catching the ball 98% of the time when it's thrown to him. Yeah. Uh and then, then guys start dropping. You get one here, one there. It's like, yeah, it's it's a terrible head game for everybody on that field because we had it. We had Mooney for the Chargers game. That should have been a damn touchdown. He never went out of bounds. He was never touched. Um, 
telling you, dropping the ball. You know, there's there's ten of them. There's ten of them. If I could go back and name them all throughout the season, that that just cost us huge offensively. So so the disconnect is there. Now can that be repaired? Is the question. That's the question that, right there. That is the question. Can that be repaired? Uh, is Mooney even as healthy as he should be? Should, should more be looked into the injury? Is his injury 100% healed or 98, whatever it's going to be? So there's there's too many variables in this. But you combine them all together, and that's, that that tells you, you know, where, where you're at. Uh, as of now, no, but I, I could see if possibly um, they, they work something out, you know. But I, I'm still – I'm more of – the, the, the guy that's going, okay, you know what? I, we might not get both those guys you want, Peach, but let's get one of them and another good receiver or a great receiver in Rice or, you know. Right. There's 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 plenty there's plenty other wide receivers out there. Those I've been looking at. There's probably right. about 18 guys I would take. Literally. I can't name them all, but that's probably the first position I was looking at for two years in a row was wide receiver. Yeah. I even, I even did a little crazy mock draft. You guys want to hear it for a minute? Everybody's gone. Oh, Dan's back. Yeah, sure. We can still hear your mock draft, Foster. Oh, sure. Let's hear your mock draft. You're going to hate it because I took the rights to Caleb Williams and traded him, ended up trading him to the Cardinals. And the Cardinals actually took Joe up as the first pick, which is a crazy draft, but I got the trade done anyways. And then I could have drafted Marvin Harrison Jr. at four because the two quarterbacks went. I didn't. I traded. I traded to nine, or I traded to six, sixteen. What? I picked, on, I picked. I got three first. I, I'm gonna. We're gonna have three first rounders next year, and four second rounders, and two third rounders. Blast on the button. I ended up getting Dallas Turner at nine, Keon Coleman at sixteen. And Jackson Powers Johnson at 27. I know it sounds crazy, but it's a there's only one way that could ever work. So I, I wasted the guys that everybody wanted to get those three instead. Plus, now I've got two second round picks and an additional third. And that same next year. Crazy, right? You want to hear my I'm ready to take yeah. you out back, Foster. I know that's not gonna happen, dude. It was just one scenario. I got 20 other ones here too, man. I, I I don't have I didn't actually do a mock draft, but you want to hear mine? Yes. No. Uh, if it, if it's true that Mike Tomlin has always loved Justin Fields coming out of college, and there is no better quarterback that he can get with the twentieth pick in this draft, if he wanted to trade for Justin Fields at, at twenty, and so we do that now, we have pick one, pick nine, and pick twenty. But what the what the Bowerman was talking about. What they're saying all over is going like all over in Pittsburgh on all over their radio and networks is that Mike Tomlin loves uh, Fields. He wants to trade for him, and he'd be willing to give up the twentieth pick. And he, I guess, they have two fourth round picks. I think they were saying in this draft, so that would give us. This? <laughs> well, yeah, this was Aldo saying this per the per yeah. the uh, Pittsburgh media, and yeah. he's been hearing it. He does the media the media mashup on there too, so. Yep. Yep. It's been on both both platforms of media, both cities. It, it, well, then, if that's the case, then I would – you'd have three first-round picks this year. You could trade the Caleb – you could trade the first pick to Washington, move down a slot. They can take Caleb Williams if they want him. 
and then we get two second round uh we get our second round pick back this year for sweat plus their second round pick plus the 2025 first so we swap picks we got a first round pick next year we get two second round picks this year as opposed to having none then we have our ninth then we at two we would draft a quarterback whatever the the remaining quarterback is which would reset the deal as far as the pay for that scale and then you'd have two quarterback nine wide receiver 20 offensive lineman or what maybe even another wide receiver or other help in that department but i think offensive lineman if you could find one there it might, it might be too early for one but now you have two second round picks you can go get your center you can go get your you know whatever you need i'm not even that far into it because it's too it's too early for me to talk about this crap but and i'll explain to that i'll explain the reason why in a second but then you also have i think we have two second or we have two fourth round picks ourselves so then we would have four fourth round picks so we go from six picks in this draft to you'd end, you'd end up adding what five more right there so shorty let me tell you something there shorty uh Washington the is, all this up shorty just said he was going to draft a guy at 20 being uh the, the center then he said in the second round he was going to draft another center shorty, no, we don't no, I, said center. I said offensive line oh okay you're right but yeah. you said trade fields so uh we're not doing that either <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen. I, I, I'm personally, I'm in the camp of, of trading, of swapping, getting MHJ. Then, I don't know we'll figure out what happens at nine. But, I mean, I think that they're going with. I think Shane Waldron. I've said it a million times. Means they're keeping Fields. But just the idea of adding another first round pick. I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of intriguing. Tempting. It's something to think about. Tempting. It is tempting. What's up, Brian Gilmore? Well, yeah, I mean, Brian? I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to find the actual transcript of this uh, Mike Tomlin comment, and it's just Adam Schefter on the. Uh, yeah, I should. I should also uh, quantify that with. I'm looking at it. It's just, it's just Adam Schefter talking, talking smack. <laughs> I'm just going off of hearsay. Uh, yeah. If, so I, you know, I just I, wanted to brought... see the end. What wait? What if, the actual what, if, comment. what if what if Dallas wanted you gotta to trade? Go, you got to go back to January because I brought it, I brought it up in January. It was on a on a uh, a Steelers site where they actually had him on it. He didn't come out and say that, but it was. I mean, you totally knew. And this is this was brought up even in December about him. Because if you remember, we even talked about him coming here as coaching four or five weeks ago because of that. Well, actually, I, you guys brought it up, and I, I told you that he's liked him. He's he's he's, you know, he's on him. And he, he's not going to get any quarterback better at number twenty if he did make that trade. If if that trade did happen, I, I came up with another scenario in my head. What if Dallas wants to move on from Dak Prescott? Well, and they're not the going to give up a one for Fields, though. I don't see that happening. Dallas? No, no. no. If, if, if they wanted the first pick in the draft, oh, they, they might at twenty though. I don't. See but just more food for any, what? If, any, what anywhere, if anywhere I've looked, except for a couple of mainstream media guys, the, the only, that's the only place you see the, the first round pick. 
I was trying to do stuff with the simulators that don't even do it. You can get a yeah. second, you can get a second round. You know, I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but I, I, Walt, I just can't I never know. One was saying something, so yeah, no, StreamYard kind of exploded there for a second. No, I was all I was saying was I was looking into this Tomlin comment, and it's just Adam Schefter, you know, talking on the Pat McAfee show. So it's not really coming from Mike Tomlin's mouth. And he's not the first coach to say, I like Justin Field in any way, shape, or form. So the Pat it's, just, it's just people making a mountain out of a molehill on this on this one, fortunately. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see the point in – Trading him even for like the twentieth pick. It's just you're getting picks to get picks, and it's a waste of time. Right. I think. Um, what if Dallas wanted to give us three first round picks in the next two years? But if you if you look at what Kevin Warren said <laughs> for that first pick, he liked not, what, not field, but the first pick. Well, he liked what we did last year, and so with that number one pick, if we can somehow trade now with Washington get like a first this year, first next year, two seconds this year. Then now you have to second now you're at number two. If you're really if you're willing to give up uh Marvin Harrison Jr., then you can possibly trade down to with Atlanta, get a first next year, get a first yep. this year, get a second this year, probably even get a third this year because they're trying to get Jaden Daniels. So now you're at what three first round draft picks next year. Then if you're now at number eight and number nine, then you can trade your number nine. You you draft somebody at number nine. I mean at number eight, whoever. Then you trade your number nine, move that down a few spots. You can still get even more picks. And I, I can see that happening. It all depends on, like I said, whether or not you want to give up that Marvin, that possible Marvin Harrison pick. And mm. I, I, even if I'm trading with New, let's say I trade with Washington, get that haul, and then New England because they're worried about me trading with Atlanta, so they want to move up. But I would have to tell, I would tell New England in the in the trade offer, my offer would be, okay, you're gonna have to give me uh, first, you know, your first this year, of course, and then give me your second, give me your third, maybe your sixth next year. However. If the person you draft gets more than 15 receptions, you owe me a first-round draft pick. <laughs> that, that'll be the condition. If the person you draft gets more than 15 receptions, that's going to ensure that you're not going to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. You're going to go get a quarterback. But if it, <laughs> So that'll be, my, that'll be my caveat. Okay, I, I traded with you, but if the person you draft gets more than 15 receptions, you owe me a first. Another first. <laughs> What if the Bears traded with 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 Washington, swapped picks, got all that jazz, and then Dallas comes along and they're like, "Ah, oh, we're done with Brack, Dak Prescott. We want Jaden Daniels or we want Drake May at number two. Would it be worth getting three first round picks out of it, like a twenty five, a twenty six, maybe even a twenty seven? They're going to be higher. Than I get where you're going with that, but they have they have Trey Lance. So what's the point of trading to number one? I, I I don't know. I mean, is what is Trey Lance? I is think a, I just think that. A, and Walt said this a long time ago, and it's been it's been stuck in my head ever since Walt said this. When you have a Marvin Harrison Jr., do you really want to pass that up 
I mean, that's what I'm that's what I've really been wrestling with because that's why I'm only thinking about realistically trade with Washington. Other than that, passing up a chance of a generation, that's who I really consider a generational talent. That wide receiver right there. It's like, do you really want to pass him up? And yeah, you can get off of these three first rounders, and you're like, yeah, but do I get another six foot four wide receiver that I can pair with DJ Moore? Yeah, well, they passed on Randy Moss, so unsurprised. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Chip. <laughs> it's just sitting there for him, too. It wasn't they didn't have to trade for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, I, I look at what Ryan Poles did in the last two years. Like, yeah, we needed to beef up the number of picks. Right. So that's fine. You know, we got to move here. We got to make a move here, go from nine to 10, get an extra pick. That's all understandable. You're, you're to the point now where it's you have to take the player, not just make a move for the picks. Yeah. You know, you, you have enough picks. You're going to run out of room to fit all these guys eventually. Yep. You know, and all these guys are going to come up for contracts, too. You got to remember that. Yeah. So there's that and like i saw you know black belt bar uh ben there was putting the four in the 27 pick there's no way the cardinals are coming down unless they're taking a quarterback it doesn't look like they are right at the moment so there's that Jack Brown's got the final year of his deal though <laughs> it, 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 some, uh, tony said i want picks and i i do want picks and i know they would be if they did trade for a quarterback the dallas being that if they did they they might not necessarily be in the in the te- late teens, early twenties for the next three years, but even if they were, and the Bears had the the fifteenth pick and the twentieth pick in the next three years of the draft, you can always use those to move up to get someone who's, you know, you can move up higher to the, you know the third, fourth, fifth pick or something for a player that maybe they, maybe there's a big tackle sitting there next year or something. You have the you have the you have the the uh, the bullets to do it with per se. I think that Bears have to, and I say have to take one of Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, or Romeo Duze. You they have to take one of them. I think they just in in this first round they're going to have to take one of those receivers. I just believe yep. they have to do that. Yep. And look at what. Look at what Go ahead, Chips. I said that would be nice if that happens. That would be real nice. And look what happens when you give Justin Fields weapons. You give him, you know, he, he's helped develop Cole Komet. Became yep. a go-to. DJ Moore, go-to. Um, Mooney mm-hmm. proved he was maybe a little bit too small for that position. It, it, whether it gave up or not, maybe it was just the better target. So you, you add a Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr. to his repertoire. We all know what he did with those receivers in college. Yep. So you're only you're only you're only doubling down on what he can do with that talent. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very very interesting because next week we have um, our guest is uh, Glenn Glenn Morgan is joining us again. Um. Big, big friend of the channel. Uh, yes. We we loved Glenn Morgan. He loved hanging out with us, and he has been wanting to hang out with us again. And um, we we are changing our schedule next week to Thursday night at nine p.m. or Wednesday. Or, I'm sorry, Wednesday. Yeah. to Wednesday night. Wednesday. We always do Thursday. <laughs> We're changing our schedule next week to Wednesday night at nine p.m. Uh, to accommodate Glenn Morgan. And I'm curious to see what he's going to have to say because he's a draft analyst 
for NBC Sports he's Chicago. So the draft analyst. He's the idea. draft analyst, yeah. For what, every team? <laughs> yes. Yes. So every it's, player, it's, every player more though slow than any team. I don't know. He knows yeah. them all, man. It's gonna be fun to hear his take on that for yeah, sure. Man, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He's always a great, great he's a great guest. Great oh, guest. He's, he's yeah, yeah. one of our favorite guests of all time, aside from chips, of course. Fuck, fuck chips. Oh, fuck chips. Part of the crew, fuck, no? fuck chips and the cookies you wrote in on, man. That's how you know you're part of the crew, <laughs> chips. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. <laughs> chips is the man. You need to like have a damn bag of chips ahoy in your lap every time yep. you're on the show now. And then uh, we gotta call them. We gotta call them, them up and get them, you know, advertising a month dollars. Yeah, yeah, we gotta work that shit out. Yeah. I'm on get, on that. get on that, Chips. You, you, Foster is our director of media relations. You have to be our director of um, of uh, of Chips Ahoy relations. Yeah. <laughs> I've been eating. I've been eating my cookies lately at work. So, but uh, uh, yeah, I'll work on that and get a get a blue bag sitting sitting. By. Get a sponsorship to uh, Chips Ahoy. There you go. <laughs> That's that's the point here, Chips. Come on. <laughs> we're bringing it on because we liked you. <laughs> Get a sponsorship there. <laughs> so, so Mo, you got to watch the show, man, because Mo says all of the analysts suck. That's true. Glenn, Glenn does not. I, Glenn I, does not. I, just, I agree with them too much. I don't know, man. Glenn Morgan is... Uh, he He's well-grounded. Yeah. We, we had so much fun with him, too, man. He was... That was a long show. That was an over. That was a three and a half hour show that night, and he he loved every second of it. Yeah, I like. You know, uh, the, go ahead. Go ahead. I no, just I, want I, to I, see I, what, what DVD says. Is Shorty, does that mean I have to have a DVD player in my lap when I come on during the draft show? <laughs> go ahead, Walt. No, I was just saying. You know, we were talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. and something that I don't think we talk about enough is, you know, his dad was an NFL player, a Hall of Fame NFL player to boot. So he's been training this for this his entire life. Mm-hmm. No other wide receiver in this class can say that. I think that, you know, pays dividends Brendan in Rice. its own right. Hey, look what Brendan Rice is doing. That's what I, I honestly want both of them. I mean, I want your, of course, I want your Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. N- number one, I mean, in the first round. But in the third, possibly fourth round, if I can get Rice too, I'm taking them both. I mean, Brandon Rice is a fine wide receiver, you know, but he's not in that same, you know, Agreed. category Agreed. of wide receivers like a Malik Neighbors. Agreed. Or uh, Romo Dunze and Marvin Harrison Jr. But he's a big body, though. He's a big body. He used to the uh, limelight, per se, because he was playing, you know, who is for, just for the fact of who he is. So I don't think the pressure of being in Chicago would get next to him. Because he's already lived in that limelight per se. Mm-hmm. He's what six foot two, I think. Decent speed. Yeah, you so, know, yeah. he's he's listed as six three here, but I six mean, three. we all know that the they've inflated him a couple. Like, look at Xavier Leggett; he was listed as six three, came in at six one. Yeah. So. So I think he'd be. I, I think he'll be. You guess he won't be come in and be like the guy, being Rice, but I I still like him. I, I like what I've seen out of him. I, I really did. I like what I've seen out of him. Yeah, I mean, Rice is kind of falling into that 
uh, thing that I have with Keon Coleman. Like I, I like Keon Coleman. He's definitely has yeah. measurables, but his production in college has been sus at best. Yeah. 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 We expected a bigger year out of him coming out of uh you know, coming from Michigan State to Florida State, was it? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I expected bigger numbers, but I mean, he wouldn't be bad either. I mean, as a second guy, but because I think I can get Rice in either the third or the fourth, that's why I'm liking him. And as far as quarterbacks, to your point earlier, Shorty, uh, our third quarterback, I'm liking that Florida State quarterback. He got injured. Uh, uh, Travis Jordan or something like that. Uh, I like him as as a, a developmental quarterback in like the f- fifth round. Oh, now the Bears open quarterbacks. You know who I like as a developmental quarterback? <laughs> Tyson Bajan. He's your backup. <laughs> he's All a right. developmental quarterback. <laughs> Guys, there goes Shorty trying to be calm over here, bring up Tyson Bajan. Any chance he gets. <laughs> hey, man. If that if the kid can just develop some arm strength. Well, let's see what happens. Get that weight room. Well, his cross-fitting would suggest he might not be able to develop the arm strength, but who knows? He might Get be as strong room. as he can be, but who knows? Hey, he can have a serviceable career. Look at uh, what's his name? Uh, Kyle Orton. Mm. He had an uh, okay career. Uh, that's enough said right there. Well, that was a good show, guys. <laughs> we do have to get going though because I have to get going to bed. Yes, the, the work calls in the morning, and we're talking about the draft right now, which we need to save for next week. Yes, with Glenn Morgan. So uh, guys, so appreciate everyone who's who joining us tonight. Belt, Black Belt Ben, Cliff Victoria, Mo Beerman, Ant Moss. Help me out, guys. Who's also Ryan Gilmore? Here. What's up, Ryan? Man, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Raging Oracle, Cliff Doug Van Dorn, Mo Beerman, Plank. If Plank's still here, Plank, yeah, a Plankster, Plankster. Uh, Black Belt Ben, is that are you? Is, Black Belt Ben, new to the show? First time chatter? I don't know, man. I don't want to talk about him. He, he knows Black Belt. Well, yeah, we're not talking about you, Black Belt. <laughs> but thanks for joining us. I don't know if we've seen you before, but if not, thanks thanks for hanging out with us tonight. We hope to see you again. Doug Van Dorn. Dougie. Foster, STC, Bear Truth 9. AC Adam. Mr. Mayhem. Tony Moy. Oh, Could always use some more of Wait, no, some Tony Moy. STC and Evie Beardown Davis in the huddle, Chicago. We, we did say Raging Oracle, right? Yeah, I think so. Now. We did now. Bear Truth <laughs> Nine. Bear Truth. STC. Oh, Mr. Shorty joined us tonight. Laz. PZ. Jay Grizz. Steve Grunwald. What's up, Jay Grizz? Tony Moy, great to see you again. And you've been here in the last couple of shows. We appreciate you. Chips a hoy boy. Who? Oh, never mind. Foster? Oh, that fucking guy. Yeah, him too. He must be hanging out with Mr. Shorty too much. Oh, Matt Kedro. We missed Matt Kedro. What? I didn't see him. Oh, Matt was here? Totally, man. What's up, Matt? What's up, Matt Kedro? Sorry we missed you, man. Sorry you miss your kids. 
So Who yeah, Leonidas Leonidas was here earlier, I believe. Yeah, we saw Leonidas. So yeah, we we appreciate you guys very much in the chat. Thank you very much for joining us, choosing to spend your Thursday evening with us. Appreciate it. We do appreciate it. Without you guys, I mean, we do this. There you are, Matt. What's up? What's up, Keds? Good to see you, my friend. Steve Grunwald. I know, Steve, you, you, you're you on the East Coast or the West Coast, so you get in a little bit late. Uh, we, we apologize for tuning out kind of whenever you hop in with us. But, uh, yeah, we'll see you next Wednesday. Uh, that'll be It'll be at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time next Wednesday. 8 Central. Uh, with 6 Pacific. Mm-hmm. 6, six <laughs> Pacific for you. And Black Belt says, he, he says, yes, sir, I am a Black Belt. Well, let's, let's not piss that guy that's good to have. <laughs> that's good. What what degree black belt? Oh, now, now you're getting specific, huh? Now you're getting into the now you get into the weeds of it. <laughs> and what discipline? No. You got an ass. Cliff Cliff's eating a fucking T bone at eleven thirty. Of course you are. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't be wouldn't be a normal Thursday. Would not be a normal Thursday night if there wasn't Cliff wasn't making or eating something. Oh man! I was gonna say that's that's pretty much normal Cliff making food at like ten o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah. and Damn. it's not. I gotta be prepared for the next four days, boys. It's almost eleven thirty where Cliff is, man. <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got a T-bone on. A T-bone at midnight. It's not even like a little, like a six ounce fillet. It's a freaking T-bone. It's a, hey. it's a New York strip and a fillet with a bone in between. That's, that's what I like about this show. We got some characters. Well, I'll tell you, we got some characters. I don't have time to eat, he says. I'm the same way. As, I'm the same way, Cliff. I, I usually don't eat until like, I eat a late lunch, so I usually don't eat dinner until like 8 o'clock, 9 or 8, 30, 9 o'clock. So. Well, somebody just eats chips of hoys. Yeah. Good for them. Hopefully it's the blue bag. <laughs> What's wrong with the red bag? You don't like the chewy one? Well, I'll tell that first. If it ain't the blue bag, you ain't eating chips ahoy. Okay. So wait, hold on. Wait, what's wrong with the red bag? You want a guy forever, and all he ever says is it's blue bag only. <laughs> it's the original. Yep. Others are just impersonators. Aren't aren't you upset at how the original blue bag uh, chips ahoy chip? Cookie has turned into like the size of a silver dollar. You should be upset about that. No, it's the same. What what bag are you getting, man? When we were kids, the chips and white chips were like twice the size, they dude. Were, they it's they like because you were small, man. They've done with everything. The cookies haven't changed size since I was a kid, man. Trust me, I've been eating these for a long damn time, man. It's just me getting bigger. It's just they got right. smaller. I'm gonna pull out a package from '78 and measure the fuckers now. I'm pretty sure you got one in there somewhere, Austin. Behind that paneling. paneling bag, yeah. Those, that bag is, is chewy. You need a different color bag to obtain that chewy. So, NFL outdated. What's up? Thanks for joining us. We're just signing off, but uh, no, I'm not going to the draft. Are you? Was it that in Detroit? Yeah. Detroit this year, yeah. Yeah. Are we still talking about going to the uh, combine, right? I don't, I don't know if I'm going to go, honestly. I can't I heard any of them. I wanted to go to all of them, Walt. All of them. Yeah. Starting with the Senior Bowl, but not this year, man. Next year, Foster, we'll go. 
Yep. Yeah, this and is a bowl, senior bowl combine and that, here I am. Get myself together before I can get ready to go with you guys. Now y'all want to pull out. Man. I, well, I guess I, I'm just I'm just gonna go down to doggone Georgia and hang out with Shorty. I, I think <laughs> I think PJ's making a load of crap up. I'm getting myself to get what did you ever find any of your missing weapons? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn grenades, still can't find those bastards. Where, where's my bazooka? <laughs> you know, no, 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 man. Look, I, man, I got it. I, man, I, I'm all ready. I got ready? this little. I got my little revolver over here. <laughs> got my pistola over here. Yeah. Got my smoke bomb over here. I see. To... I see. I see the 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 lock the rocket launcher. The little. I can see it barely in the background, but yeah, I see it. Oh shucks! I gotta cover it up. Now. Hold on, yo. let me cover it up. Just that camera angle, Pete. Okay. Let's see, outdated says he's got his hotel all booked. He's ready to fucking go. Nice, man. Jealous. I wish I could, man. I, I I'm not gonna be taking vacation for a while because it's just too much. It's I, I need I need to not take vacations right now so I can absorb all I can with this Raging. new job. So you are right, yeah. Raging Oracle. John I, Wick. I, I, I've got to do the impossible by, by May 1st. So it'll all What's work that? out. Rise from the dead. I mean, what what, what you doing? Again? <laughs> Man, I think I I think the fire literally when I was coughing blood and plastic out of my lungs, I was leaning over my fucking rail going. I think I used up all of my nine lives if I'm a fucking cat because I, I, I was gonna die from that shit for about ten minutes, man. I was joking, but I'm still here, damn it. All right, can I, can I share a story with you guys real quick? Absolutely, if Dan allows it. Real, real, real quick story. <laughs> this so, is a twenty-seven parter. Nope. This is a, okay. this is this is like going to take two minutes tops. Okay. I respond to a call right. Lady says she ran over her dog. Oh, shit. So I said, so what happened? She said, you know, we're driving down the street. I'm on the passenger side. My dog is sitting in my lap. He jumps out the window and, you know, goes underneath the car and he runs over. Mm. Guess what I said? Dog gone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Is that real? I said that for real. What was her response? Do you even remember? Did she laugh or what? She she knew it. She know me, right? She's like, man. That's funny, but I just can't laugh about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that makes more sense that she knows you, man. Because if you didn't know the person, would you? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terribly funny. We need some sensitivity training. <laughs> problem with our police officers these days, raging. There's just not enough sensitivity training. <laughs> <laughs> True story, man. True story. I kid you not. You upset my dog with that joke, man. Huh? You upset my dog with that joke. <laughs> my dog, too. 
dog just looked at me and went. Oh man, now we're gonna get feedback. Are those dogs gonna be in their own video combating uh PJ Staten there? Hey. You gotta do that as a mock. Oh, oh PJ, I may be old, but I don't want to be doggone yet. <laughs> Can the Bears win a Super Bowl before I die? Oh man, I have to do another one of those because he's not getting any younger. I know that much. Wow, Mr. Mayhem saying the John Wick prequel series is good. You know, I know John Wick's stunt double. What was it? I think it was John Wick three. That scene where the guy got, where John Wick got run over by the car, he got, he got hit by the car and rolled off the, the the windshield. Yeah, I, I was I was at a wedding with him, and uh, we were, we were talking. And I said, "So how many times have you gotten like hit by a car?" And he goes, six times yesterday." Wow. <laughs> About that scene in the movie. It's like every time I see the John, well, he's not, he's no longer John Wick's or he, he's moved on to bigger and better things, but so he's no longer getting hit by cars. But every time I see like the first three John Wick's, whenever I see the stunt, the stunt scenes, I can tell it's him and not John and not uh, Keanu Reeves. That's the, that's the weird part. Wow. That's pretty cool though, man. Yeah. It's yeah. not fun getting hit by a car. Yeah. No, I, I, did, I did it twice. I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, All right. Remember, remember the scene where he <laughs> fell off of the when when he fell off of the roof and he hit like the on the, the scene. The awning. Was, she went from the awning to awning to awning to awning to awning. To awning. Yeah. That yeah. actually happened. He actually did that scene in real life. It wasn't uh, any CGI. And the moment before, like the day of that, he was going to do that scene. He found out one of his friends. Uh, passed away in a scene very similar where he had to jump off of something and f so he was like terrified to do that scene wow but he still did it anyways and he killed he killed it he <laughs> <laughs> jeez oh, you need to go to that sensitivity training too buddy <laughs> that was a major what, football he nailed it what didn't he on the way down in that scene oh my god that was that was a that was a fucking insane scene man yeah yeah, it was. It's all set up for him to oh, like, dude. You know, actually, freaking did that. That wasn't CGI. No, that was real. And he's wow. still alive. He's still alive. Yeah, and you know, it's, oh, it was God. funny. He he was at. We had a huge Halloween party. It was actually 2016. The the night that the Cubs won the world won the game to go to the World Series, and I was all freaked out because I was like. We've, we've had this party planned for months, and now it's like the final game. The Cubs go to the World Series, and all these people at our house, and I don't even give, give a damn. Yeah. Little, little did I know that that was like the best damn party ever because everyone was so into the Cubs. It was on the screen the whole time, and everyone was. But he was there, and he had a broken leg, and he had broken his leg uh, by rolling his own golf cart. <laughs> on, his, on his free time. He, didn't, so free he, he did that scene. Jeez. But he broke his own leg on a golf cart. Breaks his Man. leg. All, that all he, all oh he had to do was practice rolling out of it once, and he could didn't do it until until he did it the first. Oh, for his sake, he lied to people and told a different story of how he broke his leg. Because exactly, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what we, my wife and I. John Wick, and you're on your free time golfing, and you break your leg. Like what? <laughs> My wife and I kept saying the same thing. It's like he—he, he, there's no way he told everyone that work he broke it. <laughs> yeah, right. 
I had a golf cart in his backyard. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap up the show here, guys, on that. It's a, it's been a great show. Uh <laughs> Seriously, a great show. And I know that you guys were all kind of, you know, after last week, feeling the same way. And we appreciate everyone who has been so sincere in chat tonight. Brian, uh, DVD. Appreciate you guys. guys. Love you guys. Seriously appreciate you. NFL outdated. Thanks for hopping in with us here at the end. Great to see you again. Everyone in chat. Fat kid playing dodgeball. I'm Mm -hmm. out. And let us remind you again that we are going to be changing our schedule next week to Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time with our guest, Glenn Mill. Damn, I'm tired. Glenn Morgan from NBC Sports Chicago. And that's going to be a great show. Looking forward. Glenn Mill. Glenn Millbor. Mill. Damn it. Damn. Glenn Morgan. Morgan. Glenn Morgan. Glenn Morgan. Thank you. Draft analyst. Everybody have a great weekend. Stay safe. And uh, I don't know. On a one, two, three bears. Keep your stick on the ice. (laughs) Right. We'll see you guys next Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern time with our special guest. Everyone's special, but uh, Glenn Morgan from NBC Sports Chicago. On a one, two, three. What did SDC say? They should have never named that dog Spot. I love I love PJ's laugh. It's so it's so ingenuine. Oh. <laughs> like it makes me laugh. <laughs> you know you got a good laugh. You got a yeah. laugh. laugh. Yeah, you got a good laugh. Yeah, if your laugh makes other people yeah, laugh. Does. Yeah. Infectious. <laughs> Raging feels bad for laughing. Bad influences. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, though. That's a good one. That was a good one. You guys got to admit, that's a good one. That was a good one. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys. We love you in chat. We'll see you next Wednesday at 9 p.m. And uh, let's give it a one, two, three, bears. One, two, three, bears. bears. bears.